So last week we did power rankings for every team, which you know meant we spent a lot of time going team by team, giving our opinions on all of them. This time we're going to change it up and talk about players specifically, since I feel like we covered every team and not a whole lot has changed in the last week. So we're going to mix it up, like I said, and talk about players, specifically ones that have proved everybody wrong. Proved, that means proved us wrong, the national media consensus, NBA Twitter, all that. And that could also mean proved wrong in a good way or a bad way because they've been worse than expected. There's going to be flowers given in this podcast. And also there's, yep. of course, naturally going to be hating as well, but could be hating <laughs> for good reason. Sometimes you'll hear hating for bad reason. But with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we cannot forget we have a Christmas giveaway on the ooh, on the come up. We're giving away a whole PS5 to one of you guys. All you have to do is follow us on Twitter right there. Yep. The D3. Simple as that. As soon as you reach 10K on Twitter. It's yours. What are you waiting for? <laughs> well, it's not oh, yours. Okay. It's, it's not, it's not everybody. It's, it's not, not yours. It's not everybody. It's not everybody. I'm talking to them watching <laughs> right now. It could be yours. Don't let them shit on your dreams. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Could yeah. be yours. Could be yours. Potentially. <laughs> One in 10,000 chance. <laughs> so borderline yeah, potentially could be your PS5. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, top of the description, you'll see our Twitter in there. Follow us on there. As soon as we hit 10K, we're giving it away. We're currently at 5K. Every time we do this, you guys get us a few hundred every episode. So we'll see when we get there. But before we get into the episode, we have one more piece of news to talk about, and that is an exciting piece of news we've been working on for a while. Starting next week, Monday, what day of the month is that? Uh, the 30th. Monday, the, oh no, that's wrong. Either way, it's the Monday way. after Thanksgiving. 27th. Yeah, Monday after Thanksgiving. 27th, we're doing our first TD3 live stream. Beep, 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 beep. And what that's going to be, yep, <laughs> all the air horns. <laughs> but that's going to be is essentially a second episode every week, but live. But it's not going to function exactly the same. It's going to be, you know, us three. It's going to look the same, except you see the chats on screen. It's going to be interactive. And we're going to treat it similarly, but in ways that, you know, are specifically for live, a lot more interactive stuff, getting you guys involved, everybody that's there during the streams. You can still watch it afterwards, like it's the second episode, or you can tune in live every Monday. We're going to do it every single week at 8 p.m. Eastern. And yeah, man, it's, it's going to be a fun way to differentiate yes. our content and give you guys more. 8 p.m. Eastern, streaming live only on YouTube. You got to yep. be there. It's going to be fun. Join the Discord. Yep. Y'all going to be hella, hella involved in this entire process, too. Yep. So, y'all, we move. This yep. is the new era. <laughs> and this first one, the stream, each one's going to have a theme. It's going to be like a point to it, not just us streaming into the, just doing whatever. The first stream's topic is going to be something that you guys have been begging us to bring back for months. Something that was kind of one of the main things we started the channel this with. That's what we built this that's, channel on. We built yeah, this brick channel. Brick by brick, we built it off of your <laughs> NBA hot takes. So the first live stream back is going to be reacting to your NBA hot takes. We're going to get them from Discord, from Twitter, from the stream chat, etc. And that's going to be the main thing we do. So be there and we'll probably react to what you got to say. It'll be great. With all that being yeah. said, let's get to this pod. I mean, I don't really don't know, don't know what to say. Crayon eaters rejoice! So I think the way we'll do this is let's just go one by one, giving one player to talk about that we think has proved people wrong. Donovan, you want to go first? Yeah. All right, so look, last week, Isaac gave his apologies to the Minnesota Timberwolves. He told everybody that he was wrong and he apologized. Yep. You didn't. I, <laughs> I, I didn't. And I'm not going to talk about them, but I am going to tell somebody I'm sorry. That is Bam Adebayo. And the Miami Heat. Oh. Because okay. I, I, listen, I gave up on them, right? I was saying everything that I said. 
I thought they were going to be a bottom 10 offense, which they low key are very close to, but I thought that they were going <laughs> to be in the gutter and be like a very subpar team because I didn't think that Bam Adebayo had any more growth, like substantial growth left in him. Well, was I wrong? Because Bam Adebayo <laughs> has taken yet another leap offensively this year. He's been fantastic. He's been kind of like, look, like his shot selection has been around the same. He's he's taken a couple, like, like his three-point shot still isn't there. He's not spacing the floor in that way. But he's shooting a much higher percent at the rim. He's finishing. He's, yep. being, he's being much more of a hub for their offense. And when I thought that they were going to be a legitimately bad offense is because I didn't think that he would be able to, you know, be a connector in some sort for the, for them. He's doing that. And he's a very big part of why they're, you know, able to maintain right now. And so they, they're the 18th ranked offense right now. I think without him and without a lot of the, the things that he's doing, they probably are like a bottom seven offense. He's been, he's been fantastic. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It's, it's interesting you bring him up because... He's not a player that's ever been like you know slandered or severely doubted. He is in the and playoffs. It's interesting. I think. I, I think I think in the playoffs Fair. he has. Yeah, but it's interesting that like the reason he's proven wrong is just by hitting that next level that we all thought he kind of just plateaued offensively. Yeah. So that's a good way to bring him bring it up because the way I viewed most of these names are people that were either slandered to death or hyped to death and have been trash. So I, I like the I like the recognition of incremental leaps that make a big difference because like you said he was always a really good player but people were like do a little more creation, bring a little more scoring punch, and also bring the team to the next level. Mm -hmm. And he's definitely done that. Like you said, he's up to 77% at the rim. Last year, he was 68%. And he's compounded that by having way less of his shots assisted, which I think is like a formula for someone who's taking a star leap as a scorer, being able to create more shots for yourself and get to the rim and, and score more efficiently. That's a really hard thing to do at once. Yeah. And I, I think like when you look at the rim scoring, I think... I think a big part of the reason why everybody kind of thought that he was going to plateau, why everyone kind of was just like, all right, like Bam is who he is, is because of the rim scoring from last year. But now if you look at it, his his rim scoring is kind of where it's been for three of the last four years, right? Like before his last before last season, he was in the 70s scoring at the rim. And so he was he was very efficient, but you've seen his his shot attempts grow every single year. You've seen him be more aggressive, like you said. Now those shots are coming more based off of him and not just somebody setting him up, which is exactly yeah. which is exactly what, what Miami needs if they're not going to have a a primary you know ball ball handler, primary perimeter scorer like like a Dame, like a Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, that type of guy. And so yeah, I think I think he's been great. He's still doing everything defensively for them. He's still fantastic on that side of the ball. So I think <coughs> I think in terms of Miami being a legitimate player in the Eastern Conference, Bam being good on offense in this way makes them a contender in, in a way that's not like, oh, we're powered by the power of friendship. Like we actually have, <laughs> we actually have things that we can lean on to drive For us sure. forward. You know? Yeah, and I feel like it's interesting is he's done that, and so I think the thing you pointed out was two years ago he was really good finishing at the rim. Last year, not so much, and I think that's because. Two years ago and before that, he really functioned primarily as a role man. He was, you know, offensively more of a role player, pick and roll, finish. He's a great lob threat. He's great verticality there. And in the past couple of years, he's kind of leveled up. He's done a little more with the ball in his hands to mix results before this year. And this year, you're seeing him be like a big hub out of the high post. He's doubled his long mid-range attempts this year. And he's shooting like 44% on them, which is, you know, pretty good. And you combine that with having that long mid-range shot, plus being able to attack off the dribble, like I said, and be self-created shots at the rim. 
and that's just like it's what everybody's wanted, right? It's like yeah. people have wanted him to play like Anthony Davis on offense, and you're starting to see some more of that. For sure. And all that is on the offensive end that we're talking about. We didn't even touch on the side that he's best on the court, which is the defensive. And I think I saw some random oh, yeah. stat on Twitter that said, don't quote me on this. I could be very wrong, but I think I saw some <laughs> stat that said. <laughs> uh, Never a good place to start. Players in the ISO. <laughs> whenever, whenever he's guarding the ISO, he, I think players have like a 15 or 20 percent, 15 to 20 percent field goal percentage. That's. Yeah, absolutely yeah. insane and so to see him yeah. taking up I, I know I, I know exactly what tweet mo's Mo talking about i forget who tweeted it but i know i know what, what you're talking about yeah he's been he's been insane in terms yeah. of of you know affecting shots and, and and contesting shots and making sure that you know people just aren't scoring and being the anchor for for the heat's defense and so yeah because right now they have they have the ninth best defense in the league right now in, <laughs> in terms of, of defensive rating like that aspect of them of their scheme is still very much alive. And so I guess that that's the one thing that I just could not bring myself this offseason to. I just thought that they were just going to be so in the mud. Like, I thought that they were going to be yeah. the Raptors offensively, you know? And no. Yeah. And so they, yeah. too good for that. They've been some. They, they've been good, man. Another reason why they've been so good this season so far is that when it comes to like surprises, of course, like Bam Adebayo, I think he is. He deserves this title, but I think there's someone else who deserves to be in this conversation for the Miami Heat is Duncan Robinson. Like he's kind of yeah, yeah. evolved his game quite a bit. He's no longer just all my shots are coming from the three point line. No matter if someone's in my face or not, I'm getting that bitch off. And 43 percent of the time <laughs> it's going in. He still does that, of course. That's his overall identity, but he's evolved his game. And I think that's dating back to the. Uh, playoffs last year, he started attacking the rim a lot more and putting people. Isn't that weird? I, I don't want to say on skates, but like he's <laughs> showing a little back to him. He's kind of being fundamental Facts. on all that. So Bro, it's like being the Jimmy Neutron allegations. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> the Jimmy Neutron no, no, allegations. Listen, he looks like not, he's shit. not the Jimmy. The Jimmy Neutron <laughs> allegations are because of how he looks. And that is, nobody <laughs> ever said that. That's because that's because of his bag. He's still writing those. It's interesting that he made that leap in the playoffs and then it stuck. Like that's it's weird that you see an improvement happen in that type of pattern where you get to the point where things break down, you need players to do more, and a role player like finds new wings and new level of play and holds that over the next season. It's kind of like what people want to happen with Jamal Murray every year, where he goes this is crazy playoff riser, and they're like, Oh, maybe next season on average 28 for the whole year. But mm-hmm. like he doesn't because most players just don't operate that way. Yeah. And Duncan Robinson does, I guess. Right now, 25% of his shots are coming at the rim. Last year, that was 7%. That's, <laughs> That's, crazy. That's an insane <laughs> leap. He literally just changed crazy his entire style of play. Wow. Yeah, and like and like you said, it's you said you use the word putting people on skates as a joke, but like there is some like you're joking, but like when you have that type of three-point gravity and people only respect hit the line, they're not gonna leave them open. They're gonna chase them off screens. It's really easy to attack those closeouts and get to the rim when you have that type of gravity. Yeah. It's JJ Redick-esque. And yeah. I think it's an essential improvement he had to make because he was falling out of the rotation for a couple of seasons. Yeah, exactly. And I think he started he was, to realize. Yeah. He started yeah. to realize, like, yo, I got to do something other than just simply let this bitch fly in order to maintain my job <laughs> over here with my knee. Now, we got his bag. It is what it is, like, whatever. But in order to, for him to continue to have this longevity and be a valued, sought-after role player, this is an element that he needed to add. And if I'm not the Miami Heat, I, bro, we have two white guys who play super not super similar, but they bring a lot of the same things on the NBA court. And so this is me, this is, this is me looking at someone like Duncan Robinson and 
I might just view Tyro even more expendable because of what he's done. <laughs> that's, I, I, I'm, that's not, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna connect those two as in like Duncan means I don't need Tyler. But yeah. I think your point of like having the two white boys together, that's a level of punch they needed, especially after losing Max Struess and Gabe Vincent. So like Duncan has to be this guy. And I think he has been. That's why like a lot of us predicted they'd be playing level or something like they were last year, mm -hmm. especially after losing those debt pieces. Yeah. But he's he's producing that uh, you know, production that Max Struess left behind just fine. With Tyler Hero injured too. And Jimmy Butler just like disappearing every night. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we, we knew this we knew this from jimmy's also the same way as like jamal murray where his playoff yeah. rising is so crazy and everyone's like oh my gosh is he one of like the seven best players on the planet and it's like <laughs> hey, there's there's also seven months of basketball <clears throat> that we have to pay attention to and he just isn't that guy for you know from october to april so like let's pay attention to that but if jimmy is out here even at like a you know passable level which obviously he is if jimmy's at that level bam is taking another leap duncan is taking an, another leap they i i still do think that they are like a piece away to like truly truly compete with like denver and boston and milwaukee and stuff like that but they yeah. are in a very good position where if pat riley finally makes the move that everybody's been asking him to make for the last five years they're they're cooking and it it's gonna look different on paper because they're not going to have like the crazy star power as everyone else. But as we've seen, their infrastructure allows for these players to develop every single year. And so, yeah, there's a there's a lot of guys. And if we did this podcast <laughs> in three, in what, two, three months, there's probably going to be another guy on, on Miami yeah. that, that we're like, hey, they're they're taking another leap, too, because this is just what they do. Hey, I know his name too already. Bucket. Haywood Highsmith. Bro, he has He's been nice. fantastic guy, yeah. defensively. Him, his defensive pairing alongside Bam with the rotation, the versatility that he has, and also the little bit of stuff that he can do offensive, offensively, which is a little bit of stuff is not being a complete negative or nothing from the three-point line, is great, and that adds a lot of value along with the grit and all that nitty-gritty stuff that the Miami Heat are known for, you know? So Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we mentioned the power of friendship a lot, and I just think that all this we're talking about proves the theory that at some point Pat Riley made a deal with the devil and <laughs> traded in his soul for eternal basketball success. They were seemingly the most down bad they've been in recent years. Missed out on Damian Lillard. Lost two guard debt pieces. People were wondering where is this scoring punch to come from? And Duncan Robinson learns how to score at the rim. Is always going to be something and this team will never be bad. They'll always be respectable. They'll find a way to get out of the mud even in ways that you think are not possible like Duncan Robinson tripling his rim volume. It's always gonna work, and I'm never gonna doubt them. My my bad, Pat. <laughs> my my bad. My bad. The day that Bam starts pulling threes, that's when the CIA needs to start getting involved because there's some serious witchcraft going on over there in Miami. That's <laughs> yeah, man, it's Doctor Strange. Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe it. You just gonna make people find religion in Pat Riley? Facts. Which yeah, the next hear... thing I want to talk about yeah. with uh, my first name, I want to talk about Lamelo Ball. Okay. That's that's, that's, most, that's most guy. It's also my guy, and I I yeah, the other day it was funny because uh, they they won a game a couple nights ago. I'm kind of blanking out who they played. Oh, they played the Celtics. They won the game on a Miles Bridges game winning three. I tweeted, I was like, "Fucking yuck! I can't imagine losing to the biggest douchebag in the NBA." <laughs> and there was a pissed off Lamelo fan in my comments in my replies on Twitter that was like, "You find any reason not to talk about Lamelo? 
And I was like, little do you know, he's the main player I want to talk about in the next episode because <laughs> I love LaMelo Ball. <laughs> and at some point, I guess we got labeled a LaMelo Ball hate podcast, but we like him a lot. And No, that was Donovan. I'm, that was only because of him. Oh, yeah, facts. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't we'll even... We'll get to that. Listen, before, before you get into it, let me clear this up real quick because it wasn't even hate. All I had was questions. That's all I had, <laughs> right? Everybody was very quick to label LaMelo this and that, to say he was this, he was that. And all I said was, can we see him perform in a, in games with stakes? That's all That's all I wanted to know. And that was my question. It's not hate. I love LaMelo. Again, big baller Cap. brand. Listen, I've I've been big baller brand for a long time. <laughs> He's got the ZO twos in his closet right now. Put him hose out. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Don't do it. I had a beanie though. <laughs> I didn't have a beanie. He <laughs> did. I remember it. But I say I bring him up because he missed last year. He played 36 games. In the games he did play, didn't quite look like himself. The team was horrible. It was worse than it was the year before that. The supporting cast was trash. He was coming back from injury and just had an off year overall, mixed with the fact that he missed a lot of games and it was just out of the zeitgeist of most people's basketball minds. So because of that, I think the narrative quickly shifted on him and people were like, oh, is he even good? I haven't thought about him in so long. He must be whack. He must be a good stats, bad team guy. He must not be a winner. And just weirdly, he became overlooked when people talk about the hierarchy of young players. When just the year before that, he was a 20-year-old making the All-Star game in his second year, looking like you know a future superstar. And it's like people just forgot. And then this year came around. First five games of the season, it was looking a bit shaky. We were like, oh my God, was last year LaMelo just like, that's that's who he is now? But man, this motherfucker is back. He is incredible. And he's proving yeah. all the doubters wrong and showing that he's one of the most promising players in the league. Yeah. The NBA is such an interesting league, uh, specifically like the community and the fans, because we have so much talent coming in and there's so many random players, not random players, but players who go off and that blinds us. And this is such a what have you done for me lately league. And Lamella yeah, has exactly. done nothing lately. Like last year, obviously, he has he's done nothing last year other than take fire ass Instagram pictures and drop fire shoes <laughs> like that's it. You know, what you I'm love saying? talking about Instagram pictures. <laughs> <laughs> They're you hard. I'm aura. a fan. What you can I say? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> What can I say, man? What can I say? Game recognized game. I get it. <laughs> but yeah, so last year we went this guy's like De'Aaron Fox go off, Tyrese Halliburton going crazy. We still have Luka Doncic, you know what I'm saying? John Moran before he decided to lose all his brain cells. Like there were so many players who were on the scene as point guards and so many players also stole the light. Jalen Brunson's another name too. So unnecessary. But um, yeah, so to see him, to see LaMelo restore his <laughs> <laughs> for the audio listeners, this man Isaac just <laughs> pointed out a gun as if he was doing a dance. Oh, okay, <laughs> point is Lamelo Ball is literally ball. him. <laughs> oh yeah, my man. gosh, bro! I think uh, I remember when we were talking about Lamelo early last year, and when Donovan was talking about his concerns about him. The main, the main thing that Mo brought up is Donovan was like, hey, low-key might be a playoff choker. We'll see. Two playing games. He's played bad. And he's posing the question. And I think the biggest concern you had is like, he wasn't a rim threat at all. That was clearly yeah. his biggest weakness. He was kind of on Fred Van Vliet time, despite being six foot seven. just about to get into which it. Is, yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> but this year, it's like he's completely altered that and realized he has a size. He's matured in his body, whatever it is. Improved technique, whatever it may be. And he's been a legitimately really good rim scorer. He's 90th percentile in rim volume for guards, and he shoots 56% there, which is a career high in efficiency. That's but he's just getting there so much more than yeah. he was in previous years. Yeah. there. I think 
a play that really helped me realize this also i was just going to bring out the same point as that he's he's been using his body angrily perfectly whenever he's driving and he's not honestly looking to just get a call anymore you know he's going to the rim with pure intention and that intention is to get a bucket they just faced the washington wizards and they won he had a good game or whatever and i think a play that sums up or that gave me the he had like 35 and confirmation or whatever yeah but i saw him literally i saw this man Lamelo go into the chest of washington wizards rookie Bilal Kulabali. <coughs> now, yes he's a rookie but this rookie is not a normal defensive rookie he's pretty good so he bought that 19 year old that teenager had no chance <laughs> he went into that man's chest bro and he put up a contested layup and i saw them do that repeatedly that was not the only first time but that was one of, that was the most recent time and just seeing how we did that going to going into someone's chest while still pulling up a shot is impressive and that has honestly been what's been transcending and making his game so much more consistent yeah, yeah. i think uh being a rim score a lot of people and I don't know, how do i phrase this people underestimate the importance of rim scoring from guards when it comes to being like a high level scorer, like you look at somebody like Darius Garland a few years ago before Donovan Mitchell got there, or is it, he's a better example, Luka Doncic, people focus on the fact that he's an incredible step back three, can post up, do all this stuff. But what makes him a high, high level scorer is he shoots like 77% at the rim every year, which is like LeBron James numbers. Yeah. That's like the core of being a good scorer. Without being a good rim scorer, it's almost impossible to average like 25 plus on good efficiency. You can look at like Steph Curry, incredible at the rim, despite his three-point shot being the thing that makes him his money. And this year, as we're talking about the rim scoring coming around, LaMelo Ball is shooting 25, scoring 25 points per game on 57% true shooting, which is just above league average. So it's, it's, I'm just saying also say it's no coincidence that once he finally adds that cornerstone scoring arsenal, that he's yeah. able to truly be like a great scorer. Yeah, scoring at the rim is the easiest bucket to get. And also... While it is an easy book to get, you you open up an entire no, so you open up so many different avenues to score the ball, whether you're dishing it or whether you go ahead and yeah, get it a your foul. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this year too, surprise, surprise! Now that you've been driving at the rim a lot more, this is also a career high in free throw attempts per game, just shy under five, which is makes a difference. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and his highest in career in assists, just by a little bit, but he's dishing it out like he better than he ever has because. Listen, when you're a bigger threat to score, you're a bigger threat to use your absolutely elite passing ability that people like forget that he's legitimately one of the best passers in the league. Yeah. Yeah, man. Nah, he's he's like he's like that. There's so there's been so many games this year where he's just had to take over in the fourth quarter for Charlotte to be, you know, in the game. And like last year, I think like half of his shots were from three last year and you saw a lot of you saw him settling a lot and you guys obviously like just have this but like it's fifty one percent, it's crazy. Yeah. His the the purpose that he has driving to the basket has been has been great. He's also had a career year from from the from the three point line. He's shooting nearly forty percent from downtown. Like everything everything's falling for him. And so if Lamelo if if Lamelo has all three phases and he's able to affect the offense from the three point line from the rim and create everything, like Charlotte's been bad this year. Mm-hmm. They have. They still do have the potential to make a playoff push and to make like a play-in push because Lamelo is doing all these things and like for if, sure if he's not if he's not chugging which we've we've seen a couple like I've seen the tendency from him before 
you know, when he hasn't just put his head down and, and you know, driven to the rim, <coughs> he he can get into that mode where, you know, mode, mode called the Julian Newman basketball, where he can he can <laughs> dribble a lot. Yeah, where he can dribble a lot and then just, <laughs> just, you know, chuck up a three. If he's being much more intentional on what threes he's taking, where he's taking them, and make those at a high clip, like this, this Charlotte offense has has a much higher ceiling. Yeah. I yeah. predicted in our pre, uh, preseason predictions episode that they'd be the nine seed. And a lot of comments were like, the fuck are you on? The Hornets suck. They were terrible last year. And I think a lot of that is because people you know he was out for most of the year. So they were, in fact, terrible. They got the number two pick for a reason. But I think two years ago, whenever he made that all-star game I mentioned earlier, they were the nine seed, like, like I predicted this year, with largely the same cast. Gordon Hayward was a little bit younger, but... Same cast, and a big part of that is their discussing power forward coming back, Miles Bridges. He's back. They saw it really <laughs> slow in the 10 games he was suspended, and it got them off to like a 3-7 and seven start, which is a tough, you know, hole to dig out of. But now they're 5-9. and nine. They won the two games since he came back off of really great performance from him. And the ninth seed only is 6-7, and seven, so very much within grasp for them to turn it around and be that team that we know they can be when they're healthy. Yeah, they, no, yeah, they man. got it. Lamelo's he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing, and everybody, I, in a day and age where like if he has one bad game, those AI memes are going to be fired up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very it's very easy to forget just how impactful he, he can be, and so I'm very. Would y'all rank him like? And, tough. Maybe, yeah, where are we ranking him in terms of like point guards in the East? I just, I just want to focus on that. Like, who would you 100% take over right now? Let's turn this into a TikTok. Yeah, let's ask questions about it. Let's turn this into a TikTok. Let me put this yeah. iPad down. Yeah. <laughs> Which NBA so? point guard would you rather have? LaMelo Ball or Jalen Brunson? Oof. That's tough. Long-term LaMelo Ball. If I need a playoff series today, I'd I think probably I still lean Jalen Brunson. But I think mm. maybe by the end of the season, maybe by the end of next season, LaMelo Ball is eventually going to pass him up. I, okay. I think right now I would still take Jalen Brunson. Yeah. yeah. In a half-court okay. setting in the playoffs, that scoring difference is noticeable. Okay. What about LaMelo Ball or Tyrese Halliburton? Come on, Tyrese we, Halliburton. We, we got to take Tyrese. <laughs> Ty, listen, Tyrese went crazy the other night. Crazy. So, yeah, yeah I'm taking Tyrese. LaMelo's been great because he's a fantastic off-the-dribble shooter. He can get to the rim now. One of the best passers in the league. Tyrese Halliburton's better at every single one of those things. LaMelo Ball or Trey Young? <laughs> Tough. I don't even want to I say that. I'm, I ain't set myself up. I'm, ta- I'm oh taking my LaMelo. I think I'm taking LaMelo. Nah. It's still Trey Young. He's, listen, Why? he's been shooting terribly. I have to hope eventually he's going to come back to a little bit of normal. But he, Trey Young's probably a better playmaker. He has a better ceiling as a scorer. Defensively, neither one of them moving the needle. I think Trey Young deserves the credit still. We've talked in previous episodes how Trey Young. May, like he has the label as this like great shooter, but the numbers show that he's not necessarily oh God, the great shooter. And I'm just yeah, saying, I like, don't know. I'm, I'm just saying right <laughs> now, right now, if Lamelo is shooting close to forty percent from three, and Trey's not doing that, I don't think that it's crazy to take him over Trey. It's right not now. crazy. Lamelo, I'll say this. I'll say this. Lamelo has easily been better this season, for sure. That's I'm going to give Trey a little bit of time to bounce back, but this year so far, Lamelo's cleared him. There's only so much time you can get away with playing like Julian Newman, man. <laughs> All this clock's fucking ticking. Yeah, clock bro. <laughs> on God, bro. Trey Young, welcome to the Creator League. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> All right, last one. Lamelo Ball or Darius Garland? 
Uh, Ooh. I lean the mellow ball, but I also feel like I'm being biased by the fact that Darius Garland can't cook as much with Donovan Mitchell there. So maybe maybe Darius is just as good, but Lamelo has more opportunity, so he's impressed more. Mm. I, I'm I'm taking Lamelo. I yeah, it's been it's been a while, and again, it's not his fault, but it's been a while since we've seen Darius Garland do the things that we're seeing Lamelo do. So I'll give I'll give Lamelo the credit right now. Yeah, yeah. if Lamelo is going to be this good of a scorer for the whole season, I think there's really nothing you can say that Garland is better at this moment. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a scoring difference for me, and just how. How many ways Lamelo is scoring right now? You know, so yeah. You have yeah, any, yeah. <coughs> no, that's a, that's a good list of names. Listen, he's there's a lot of young, promising point guards, so it's hard to rank them. But they're all he, so good. Listen, the next two months, the next two months is going to swing a lot based on his perception, and especially yeah. if Trey Young keeps shit in the bed. We'll see if Halliburton can keep up this ridiculous level of play. Do we need to talk about Halliburton? Is he somebody that's proof people wrong, or if okay? Not knowing, he's there we go. I, he's I, on I, my I list. I don't think so. Let's okay. uh, let, let's get into yeah, it. Lamelo Ball didn't necessarily, ball? yeah. Lamelo Ball didn't necessarily necessarily prove me wrong. I said Lamelo Ball, my bad. Tyrese Halliburton didn't prove me wrong at all. I already like, you know, what I'm saying, assumed that the Pacers are going to be a top six seed uh, in the Eastern Conference, and I'm pretty sure all of us are pretty much on par with that because of how well built their roster was. They have so many good guards. They have good bigs, and Isaiah Jackson, of course, Miles Turner. They got a lottery pick who. Seem to not get a little any burn really this season whatsoever, but he's a good player as well. They just have so much going on. Bruce Brown too, and this combination of players who do not make mistakes, who aren't selfish, and can get buckets off in a variety of ways, have created this offensive bomb explosion. <laughs> um, and I think having Tyrese Maxey be the commander of that. Shows a lot. Speaks, yeah, my bad. Tyrese Maxey, or <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton. This man loves Maxey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Tyrese Halliburton being the commander of that, Stay averaging twenty-five it. and twelve, and shooting like eight threes a game on forty-something percent from the three-point line. I think it's like forty-five. He is a maniac. And I yesterday watching him dub my Atlanta Hawks in the third quarter specifically made me crown him the new era point god. This is what you've envisioned yep. your typical, your perfect point guard looking like in today's NBA. And it's Tyrese. It's incredible. Halliburton. So, <laughs> so do you think he's proved people wrong? You know, that's the point of bringing these players up. Do you think, do you think he was doubted that he reached the ceiling? What, where, what do you think? Where was the angle with this one? I think when it comes to his shot making ability, difficult shot making ability specifically, he's proved people, hella people wrong. Uh, dating back to last year, I was one of those people who was skeptical, who was skeptical about his ceiling and I knew what type of player he was, but seeing him hit step back threes from dumb deep. These are not regular threes. You know what I'm saying? That <laughs> right there range. is something that I did not know he had in his bag. And this range that he's been showing puts him in a different tier, a different breath, a different air of NBA players if he continues to do this. Yeah. That was crazy, too. What's up? He's shooting significantly worse at the rim right now than he has in every other year of his career. So that's going to recover. So, like... We're not even seeing the most efficient version of him that we're going to see this season. Which is ridiculous. I think what happened, I, I'm with Mo. Like, I think I think Halliburton has proved people wrong because I think what happened to LaMelo is also the same thing that happened with Halliburton because, like, when when he was playing last year at the start of the season, the Pacers were a top four seed. And then he goes out for a period of time and the Pacers kind of fall off. And they're not, yeah. you know, they're not, like, in, in the playing mix like that. And so... 
now that he, now that he's back, like I think everybody kind of forgot, and we're here at the start of the season, and he's like, hey, don't forget what I was doing. Like, don't forget that I was leading this <laughs> team to a top four seed. Don't forget that I can put everybody in position to be better. And the and the Pacers who have you know best offense in the league just running and gunning everybody. It's because Tyrese is like like Mo said, you got to give him the crown right now. He's the new age point guy. Like it's it's crazy how much how 25 much points per game. game 12 assists per game 67 percent true shooting i think that's the same thing that Giannis has <laughs> that's ridiculous all Man. with one of the ugliest jumpers in the nba like like how is he <laughs> one of the ugliest jumpers like i've seen bro <laughs> <laughs> that shit goes in it doesn't even matter like the wonky's mechanics He's just 6'5 biracial Steve Nash. Like, he's incredible. <laughs> like, he is the reincarnation. A lot of people said that about Trey Young a couple years ago. They were like, That's just because he's Trey, Steve Nash. Yeah, and like, he's fizzled out a little bit. And this is truly what Steve Nash looked like in today's game. If he was way bigger, more athletic, bigger, higher defensive ceiling, and just as good at everything else. Well, let me calm down. Maybe not just as good as Steve Nash, <laughs> but same style of play. And like, listen, th- I don't know what his ceiling is anymore. I truly don't. Can he be a top 10 player in the league? At this yeah, rate, he can he most can. definitely be a top 10 player in the league. Being a... Got, being who's, who's the 10th best player? Can he be as good as Devin Booker is right now? Definitely. 100%, yeah. That's 100%. so hard to say, but he can definitely be as good as Devin 100%. Booker. And I, well, I, he's not right I, now. I hate that, I hate that like, <laughs> Devin Booker is the standard because I we've definitely like disrespected the Suns a lot on this spot over the last have year. Have we? And I feel like we have. We had a, like a whole... We went several months being like, oh, the Suns are winning? Don't care. Like, we don't care about no, You did, not me. I <laughs> don't lie. Don't I lie. Pull I said, the- I th- listen, I'm going the other way. I said, when the playoffs started, I think they might win the finals yeah. easily. So I was just wrong. I went the other way. I no, was no, too no, high no. on them. Oh, no, 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 no. It was, it was both of us saying that we don't care about the Suns. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Pre-KD trade, I didn't care. But yeah. once it got KD, <laughs> I, was, I went the other way. I was like, yeah. they might be unstoppable. <laughs> I drank the Kool-Aid a little too much with them when they got KD. Tyrese or Ant right now? Oof. Okay, what's the question? Who's better right now or who would I rather have going forward? Who's better right now? Tyrese. Ah! Wow. A lot of people wow. hate to I hear think, that. I don't know. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. I'll, okay I'll, fr- I'll frame no it like right this. I'll frame it like this. I'll frame it like this. Yes, there is. Playoff, Sorry. listen, playoffs start tomorrow. Okay. Who, do you, who do you need? Who, who That's are you tough. taking? It's a little See, different because style of styles of play. People are so biased towards the one on one. I can make a bucket, create it like that old Kobe aesthetic. Like people will very quickly want to choose that style of play, even if all things are equal. That I think Ant has gotten better this year, but the amount to which he's gotten better is a little bit exaggerated because that style of play is so tantalizing. That that Celtics game is that that Celtics game is going to stick in everybody's mind for the rest of the season. He doesn't Ant, Ant doesn't have to do anything crazy for the rest of the year because everyone's going to be like he locked oh he God, locked bro. up Tatum. He went toe to toe. He scored 12 straight <laughs> on the Celtics. And like I think it's, it's and he great. can do that. It's important. No, yeah. But at the same time, Tyrese also has shown the ability to score on the perimeter, create shots for himself in late game situations plenty of times. And so I think that like that aspect of his game is underrated so i i think like i don't know it's it's really hard for me i, I think i would I take think tyrese, tyrese. Is, i think tyrese being Actually, the best no. passer in the nba right now is a better advantage than this is tough anthony edwards defensive playmaking 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I asked the question. I don't even have the answer to it. <laughs> but it, <laughs> I, it's I, hard. Emo. Yeah, no, I, there is no right answer for this question. You can talk me into Tyrese Halliburton because I am a playmaking type of guy. I'm a slut for it. You can give me 20 and 10. Most likely I'm leaning <laughs> towards you. But at the same time, seeing what Anthony Edwards is doing on a Minnesota Timberwolves, of course, the defense is there, and that's like a huge advantage at his point. But seeing what he's doing, looking into the context, his team's not still, obviously we agree, even though they're playing better, they're not constructed to play towards his strengths. And to see him still, you know what I'm saying, score more points. I'm not sure how his efficiency is looking so far this season, but it's not bad whatsoever. So yeah. that's something that I have to add into this conversation as well. But if we're taking out his the efficiency contents, is pretty much the same as it was in previous years. 56% true shooting. Same as yeah. last year. Same as year before that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I which honestly I, is just kind of just average. Look at hmm. you hating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's just Tyrese is at 67%. That's one of the best true shooting percentages among any star in the league. He's hot as hell right now. It's a now, massive golf in efficiency. Massive. I know. I think I really can't say anything until I see Tyrese Halliburton in the NBA playoffs. And once I see him go through a series and if he flops, okay, we obviously know what the answer might be. But if he, if this, I don't think this is still going to hold well him shooting 67 true percent. 67% like that's just not good that just doesn't feel real you know so uh, that I, mean, yeah, I, mean, I have to hold off on those conversations and I mean are you even if he regresses me? even if he regresses 62% is still elite 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 so like I don't know yeah wait but, well, are you are you telling me that you're not moved by his in-season tournament performances are you, are you telling me that the, the stakes I just are not said, I saw him I saw him Dick down my Atlanta Hawks over here in Atlanta. <laughs> okay. I saw him strip the point guard title away from Trey Young. We got eviscerated. They put DeJounte <laughs> Murray on that boy. He is great on the ball defender, bro. So it didn't fucking matter. Okay. I'm irritated. I was irate. I'm so jealous that the. <laughs> I, I saw right Capella's spine out of his body. Fatality. <laughs> like, it got so bad to the point to where as soon as Tyrese Halliburton touched the ball, but we had to send doubles at him in order to throw their entire <laughs> offense off, bro. And then, of course, it still didn't matter at the end of the day, even though Tyrese Alburn didn't perform greatly in the fourth quarter. But still, you know, like, he's like that. He moves me. He moves me. That's why I put him. That's why I put him on this list. He deserves all the. He deserves all the flowers in the world right now. He's playing like a top. I don't know four point guard. That's so tough. There's Luca. He's, he's great. Steph. There's Dame, of he, course. He then there's Shea. Oh my God, he may be five. Yeah, he's, he's been better, better than, than Dame this year. He, yeah, Dame has been mad this year, so but we know he's gonna bounce back. So, do we? Yeah. Safe to say he's top five for sure. Does he bounce back to twenty five points per game, twelve assists, and sixty seven percent true shooting? I don't know. <laughs> Tyrese <laughs> is incredible. Right, let's move on to the next player. Tyrese is amazing. Yeah. The next player I want to talk about. Listen, the past few weeks, I've made a concerted effort to not not talk too much about the Lakers. I can easily overtake it with too much Lakers talk and we can end up being a Lakers pod, which is never the goal. <laughs> Today, we are talking about the motherfucking Lakers. More specifically, <laughs> we are talking about LeBron James, who... Get your nut it's off. It's weird to say. It's weird to say <laughs> that he's proven people wrong. <laughs> it's strange to say that he's proven people wrong because he's arguably the greatest player of all time, second greatest, whatever you want to... Whatever stance you have on that, but the most respected player of his generation. Nobody, you know, writes him off. But to some extent, people have kind of accepted that he'd entered the twilight of his career. After the playoffs last year, we played with an injured foot. People were like, oh, he just doesn't have that juice anymore. Not the same player. This season started, the first couple of games, came out looking slow. 
He was on that fake-ass minutes restrictions for two games. Where Darvin <laughs> was like, I want to keep him 28 minutes. <laughs> he was clearly making a certain effort to not do too much, conserve energy. So that kind of, you know, enabled the old man allegations to continue. Since then, the minutes restriction magically disappeared. Game three of the season when they need to win. We he knew has that been was fake. On a, fake as hell. He has been on a fucking tear, literally having the most efficient year of his career to this point. The most efficient scoring season of his career at age 38. Still playing like easily a top 10 player. A lot of people that are feel the need to be pessimistic have been like, oh, maybe he's a top 15, 20 guy. He has been easily top 10 this year and is legitimately playing at an MVP level, which I think that means he's proving people wrong because he doesn't look washed by any means, I don't think. You tell me my hot take of him being MVP might be a lie? <laughs> Listen, he, he, he's not. That's, it, not. that's not happening. It would take a lot to get there. The Lakers, if the Lakers are like the one seed, it'd be possible, I suppose. But he's... Let's say that did happen. He's playing at a level good enough production-wise that he could be in those conversations, which mm. I don't think a lot of people thought he would do this season. Can you rat- rattle off the numbers for me? Tell me how efficient LeBron James is, has been this year. <laughs> Let me pull it up. Because I know you have. So, he, yeah, his career high in true shooting before this year was .649. Guess what season that was? I'm going to guess Miami. 2015 or 2013. Yep, 2013-2014, peak yeah. Miami, playing next to two other stars. It was basically Lob City, open dunks nonstop. This year, his true shooting percentage is .675. Mm. Meaningfully higher than that. Which, granted, it's a different game. It's more spacing, so-and-so. Maybe it's not one-to-one. But, listen, he's fucking 39 years old. He shouldn't be the most efficient he's ever been in his career, no matter the circumstances. And especially not when it's still 25 points per game. Okay. It's ridiculous. And the way we've gotten here is interesting because... The past couple of years, he's looked a little worse, I'd say, than his championship year because he's been playing the same style of ball, you know, predominantly ball dominant, and they've had terrible spacing with Russ on the court. They had, you know, Thomas Bryant, all these other guys that just weren't good line of spacing in the past couple of seasons. And this year, he shifted really off ball. He sets a lot more screens than usual, is a pick and pop guy, pick and roll guy, and a tax advantage from that standpoint. They're kind of trying to buy into the fact that they have Austin Reeves, have D'Lo, have Rui, all these guys that can have the ball in their hands. And that's what's enabled LeBron to be like incredible, get back to the highest level efficiency he's ever had. He's scoring 1.39 points of possession as a pick and roll roll man, a 75 effective field goal percentage on those shots. He's, he's just entering a different stage of his career where he's being used differently in a way that has enabled him to continue to be as effective as he ever has been. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're allowing him to play old man basketball. Right and like, <laughs> to an extent, yeah, yeah, and so like the this idea of like the entire offense being LeBron centric, helio centric, however you want to look at it, like this is it's it's funny because this is kind of what everybody has wanted for two years, and really, yeah. really, this is what LeBron has Loki wanted for the last what six years, like yeah. since he since he got to LA, and even like the last two years of Cleveland, it's more like, hey, like we have Kyrie here. Let, you know, let, let Kyrie, let the kid do, do whatever he has to do, <laughs> right? He gets to LA, Magic tries to bring in all these playmakers to try and get LeBron. Lance to, Stevenson and Rondo? <laughs> yeah. Sick. Oh my God, Rondo. that's so sick. L- Lonzo. Michael Beasley. <laughs> it's so, comical. Sh- shout out, shout out Beasley. I hope he's having a good day. <laughs> I hope he's yeah, so like they're bringing in all these people because you don't want to have LeBron be everything for the offense. I think the fact that his three ball is falling is fantastic and it's scary because yeah. it's shooting LeBron, 41% man. That's what I'm saying. If LeBron and especially like if LeBron is on the outside, like 
the the most dangerous that LeBron ever is, no matter what age he's been at, what stage in his career. If you get LeBron going downhill into space, that is where he's at his best. That is where he's the most dangerous. And him shooting, him shooting as great as he is right now allows the Lakers to be spaced out and allows him to move a little bit more and get downhill. And there were points last year where we saw LeBron, like as he was saying, you would see LeBron choose when he wants to run fast and when he doesn't. And when he, <laughs> when he would just decide to put his head down and when he doesn't. And he has been able to, once again, manipulate the game and pick his spots perfectly, which is just a testament to his IQ and how to get into his zone, where to, where to go. And this like evolution of the game that happens with a lot of older players, he's doing it in a, once again. And it's just... It's crazy to see yeah. him doing this, you know? Bro, he's shooting 82% at the rim right now. What? That 82% is 82% at the rim. Do you, and it's crazy because you mentioned there's times where he decides when to run fast. I think he still does that. They just have such a good game plan that enables him to do that. Because, okay, you know how you mentioned that he's one of playmakers around him, mm-hmm. and that's kind of been the downfall in the past couple of years. It's why I traded for Russ to get him off ball. It hasn't worked out because they got the wrong guys. And people always said... Are they fucking stupid? Have they not seen the previous 15 <laughs> years of his career? Do they not realize LeBron plus shooters is the formula? And this year, they did both. They have great spacing, and those spacers can also dribble and create. It's that type of role player that lets him kind of navigate both those situations. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, something brings up. <laughs> something interesting to go ahead and back you guys' fantastic points is that to. Sh- even prove had the evolution in his game so far this season at 39 years old we can all agree right he's still the best player he's still the best players on lakers right yeah 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 for sure with this new game plan he's taken the least amount of shots that he's ever taken in his entire nba career he's shooting about Ooh. 16 16 point, 16 field goals attempts per game that's ridiculous Crazy. you know what i'm saying oh, I did. and, to I see how efficient and he's still yeah. averaging 26 points per game because he's that efficient yeah, and exactly. on top of taking less shots, he's taken the most amount of assisted shots of his career. Normally, mm-hmm. as a rookie, it was the highest amount of assisted shots he's ever taken, forty-seven percent. A little under half were assisted. That's this year. It's at fifty-six percent. More of LeBron James's shots are coming from somebody passing to him than him creating. That is crazy. I think about it like they're using him. I almost I think about it as the way that KD was used on the Warriors, where he set a lot of screens for Steph. He was catching the ball and attacking closeouts and still creating with the ball in his hands, but from a point of advantage. It's like that mixed with Draymond in that peak days where he's able to do the short roll stuff and throw lobs to bigs and stuff. That's how they're using LeBron. He's catching and shooting a lot, shooting 41%, attacking those closeouts and still attacking the rim like always, being a way overqualified short roll playmaker. It's that, like Donovan said, it's exactly what you'd want to see from old man LeBron. Yeah. At least in half court. He's but in, he's, in transition, he's still running. Um, have you noticed that? In yeah. half court, he plays off ball, slow, picks the spots. But every time he gets a rebound, runs a million miles in transition because he can still get fast in that way. Yeah, he's playing he's playing YMZA basketball right now. And it's like it's <laughs> it's fantastic. What's his what's his minutes at? For per uh, probably yeah, pretty normal. Like 33.934 minutes okay. a game. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. just it's it's fu- it's funny though, because it's like I everybody knew. The moment Dar- Darvin Ham was like, "Yeah, you know, we're gonna try and play LeBron twenty to thirty minutes." Like, bro, stop lying to us. Like, we're not, we're not <laughs> dumb, and we know that that's not gonna happen because your team just can't function. And it's just, I think it's very interesting that 
this team still rides and dies with like LeBron's offense, but they've completely like shifted his offense, which is like Isaac was saying, the formula for LeBron has always been him plus shooters. And we've never, we've never really seen this version. I'm, I'm very shocked, honestly, that the Lakers have been able to get out to, to this start with this version of, of LeBron. Like they're they're nine and six right now. They're, I do want to see this, and this is where the quote unquote hating or whatever. They're seven and one at home, two and five on the road. Are they like are they gonna be able to, to win games on the road? Is that gonna be a, a thing, right? Moving moving for the rest of the season. But that's more like Lakers centric, not like LeBron centric, obviously. But yeah. that's and I will say they're also playing right now, as we're recording this, they're playing Dallas mm-hmm. on the second half of back to back without their two best perimeter defenders, like it's Luke and Kyrie. So they might get stomped out tonight, and some of this will look a little different. But just know we're recording this before that game. <laughs> What's yeah. the score right now? Let me check it on the score. Uh, 56 to 44. Mavericks are up. Got it. Which, again, the Lakers are missing Cam Reddish and Vanderbilt. So mm-hmm. they have nobody to guard Luka and Kyrie. It's going to be a bloodbath. On the second half of back-to-back, they were never going to win this game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is fair. going to be a disaster. Um, really quick tangent that I want to hop on to when it comes to the Lakers. Of course, we've seen them. Outside of tonight, remember, y'all. Remember we just said three, 30 seconds ago. Crayon Eaters, you know what I'm saying? They don't have great attention span, so I just got to reiterate that. Um, <laughs> the Lakers, you know, along with, with how LeBron's been playing, it's been great seeing how he's transformed his offense, but it's also been a lot easier to accept this and w- when they're winning. And also, I would, tri- I would attribute that to guys like D'Angelo Russell stepping up over the last – what he's been good. I'm looking over here over the last eight games. He's been averaging about 18 points per game, shooting 51% from three and 51% from the field. Austin Reeves coming off the bench has trans not transformed his game, but he's, you know what I'm saying? Gone back Recovered. into who he, who he usually is. You know what I'm saying? Anthony Davis still doing Anthony Davis things. Um, so overall they're clicking, bro. Cam Reddish is useful again. Woohoo! My yeah. Cam Reddish oh, propaganda. Cam Reddish is, is one of the essential. Cam Reddish is one of the guys I want to bring up on this list. Cam Reddish has proven me wrong because they signed him and the season started. He wasn't playing good. I was like, God, get this motherfucker <laughs> off the court. He's been good, man. He's been a legitimately great defender so far this year. He just needed an opportunity. He just listen. needed an opportunity. And listen, he got so much opportunity. He, he just, just needed, ass before. He just needed a seventh opportunity to show <laughs> to show what he can do. That's all he needed. Nobody believed in him. And now he's here. That video of Anthony Edwards talking about Cam Reddish yeah. has single-handedly helped carry his career and the reputation, and I fucking love it, bro. I fucking love no, it. No, he's been a good defender. It's to the point where he's been such a good defender that him missing tonight makes me be like, oh, okay, well, Luke going to eat because they don't have our best defender. I right, man, we've been, most of these players we've talked about, I think all of them have been in a positive sense. Donovan, as... The podcast is consistent source of negativity. Give me a negative <laughs> is that what one. I am? Is that what I am? Yes. A hundred percent. Give me one, somebody who's proved people wrong in the worst way possible. Somebody who's been worse than expected. Everybody thought, everybody except for me, everybody thought <laughs> that Jordan Poole was going to come out here and light the world on fire. And I told Damn. y'all that- listen, He's lit the franchise on fire. <laughs> A hundred percent. I told y'all that Jordan Poole would be great at brunch, that he would be a great person <laughs> in, on in DC nightlife, and that he would light up the city there, but that he would not be a productive member on the basketball floor. And boy, has he been bad this year. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Poole has been terrible, and there's been so many nights. Like, 
Everybody saw the 41-point game in the preseason and was like, oh, he's, you see, the Warriors were wrong for trading him. This is what Jordan Poole can do. He's about to cook. And as everybody saw, I think everybody had their eyes on Jordan Poole last Friday because, <laughs> listen, a, a notable Twitter, Twitter star said that they were going to be in D.C., right? A, no <laughs> a notable baddie said that they were going to be in D.C. And everyone was like, oh, this is, this is Jordan Poole's time. And this man, <laughs> a notable bad. <laughs> listen, everybody put in their their parlays. They said, "Oh, I'm taking the over on Jordan Poole's points." <laughs> and this man stunk it up, eight points, right? Eight points, over four from, from three, I believe. And that has been a microcosm of what has happened this season. He's he's shooting terribly. He's taking um, he's taking a lot of a lot of bad shots. The vibes have not looked great from a lot of the videos that have been circulating social media. And it just hasn't worked out in the way that, like, you haven't gotten the extreme highs that you would think that you would get from Jordan Poole that would kind of offset the lows that you knew that you were going to get. And it's been a lot of lows for Jordan Poole. Man. And so he has been, I think, I think a lot of people, yeah, he's proved them wrong in terms of being a solid player on the team yep. where he could cook. You there said people in the media, I forgot who. Hmm. It was a former player podcast. Maybe it was Gil. Or who I don't know who it was. Mm. There's a lot of those. There's a lot of foreign player podcasts these days. Yeah, one of them was up there like he's James Harden. He's in a maybe it was Kevin Garnett actually. Gross. They're like he's James Harden. He's in a Kevin Garnett. Yeah, team. yeah. It was it was KG. And be a star. It was KG. What the fuck, man? Like, he, let me go. I'm gonna go through <laughs> his whole box score and I'm gonna go stat by stat and talk, look at a comparison from last season, which was a decent year, but a little bit disappointing, right? Coming off Definitely. the playoff run from the year before that. Last year, okay, let's go this year. His points per game down. Damn. Personal fouls up. Damn. Turnovers about the same. 0.2 down. So good for him there. A little bit of improvement. Oop, I pressed the I actually pressed the ad. He has 0.2 more blocks per game. A little bit of improvement. Assist down. Damn. Despite more opportunity. Rebounds down. Damn. Free throw percentage down. <laughs> Damn. Effective field goal percentage way down. Damn. Two point percentage way down. Damn. 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 Percentage, Way down. Damn. Damn. Everything has gotten worse. <laughs> it keeps despite going. More opportunities. Everything's just worse besides 0.2 blocks and 0.2 less turnovers. He <laughs> has completely failed in every sense with a new opportunity given to him. Danny Avdija has been their second best player this year. Easily. Oh, it's my God. honestly hilarious. He's not a part of their future if he's going to keep playing like this. He's not going to be a valuable asset because he makes max contract money. So you're not going to flip him for more down the line. What do you do with Jordan Poole at this point? Where do you, how sit do you down. view him if you're a Wizards fan? You, you sit view down him as somebody, and watch him. Listen, this this is mm -hmm. where he plays into the future. You view him as somebody who can help you get the number one pick in the draft. Right? Facts. Tank commander. Tank commander. Commander in chief. <laughs> that, CEO <that's>, commanding. <laughs> exactly. You are in. You just. Everybody knew that the Wizards were going to be bad this season. You knew that this is the stage in your franchise that you are at, and you said we need somebody to secure us the number one pick. We need to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Detroit Pistons <laughs> for the number one pick. And they said, oh, yeah, <laughs> get, get Jordan on the phone. I know I know this is a job for him. Yeah. Yeah, man. Get Poole Jordan Poole has been absolutely <laughs> cooking. He is. He has been cooking nothing but poo-poo platters. He's been cooking poo-poo <laughs> pies. The, tonight, I watched him put up. 24 points, nice. But you shot 21 <laughs> times that game, bro. Some go ahead and dish out two assists, nice. But you had three turnovers. It's absolutely gross. I was over here yeah. on the Washington Wizards Reddit late night type shit, 3 a.m. Why was I? I don't know. 
didn't answer you those questions. But I was on Washington Wizards Reddit, and I saw it get so down bad to a point to where fans are over here talking about, yo, you know what we should do? Go ahead and DM this man engineering jobs, computer engineering <laughs> jobs. They're like, yo, we can get him a good salary at 85, 90K a year. They're looking for, they say, they're saying, bro, we got a good 401k plan for you. <laughs> they don't want you part of the organization. Pooping splatters. <laughs> nah, he's the feces facilitator. I'm, I'm glad he got his money. I really am. Colonel Kaka. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Latrine. No, man, he's been bad. He's been bad. And I think it's just it's just it's simple and plain. It's a lot of stuff. So when we talk about like the positive players on this pod, there's a lot that we can point to. It's like, yeah, man, like this evolution is this and that. With Jordan Poole, I don't think that it's anything different though. I don't think like I Obviously, there is some evolution and it's been negative and like the shooting's been bad and a lot of stuff has been bad. But I don't think that anything is fundamentally different with Jordan Poole. He's always been a very reckless shot taker. He's always been very hot or cold. The only difference was you had Steph Curry opposite of him to make up for a lot of his mistakes. And he wasn't the one leading the charge. And since that playoff run, in 22, where everybody was like, oh, he's the next Splash Brother, this and that. You haven't seen Jordan Poole. He was unplayable in playoff series last year because of his inability to make shots, his inability to, to play defense. His playmaking wasn't up to par. And yeah, so I think this is going to be a problem for, for Wizards fans. Actually, not a problem because like I said, they want to be in a position to have a, a high draft pick, but it's not, it's not looking good. For, for Jordan Poole for the Wizards, man. I want to talk about one more player before we finish this segment up. And, well, first, before I do that, let's acknowledge people that should be on this list for proving people wrong. Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, Scotty Barnes. The only reason we're not talking about them is because oh. we've talked about them at length over previous episodes. Maybe, especially Cat and Gobert. Oh, we had a whole lot of time dedicated to them last week, so we won't rehash that. Clearly proven us wrong specifically and the NBA media at large. Same thing with Scotty Barnes. Didn't take a big leap last year, but this year has been legitimately a star, so... They're honorable mentions because they're so obviously on the list. Yeah. But last guy I want to talk about is Mr. Alperin Sangoon. Yes! I think he has been incredible. Glad I think he's a legitimate star. And he is somewhere in the lineage of DeMontis Abonis, Nikola Jokic, all these guys that white centers that NBA coaches are realizing <laughs> they can be the hub of offenses. He's the newest member of this family. The youngest one there. He's going to join that offensive hierarchy pretty soon. Not Jokic levels, obviously not. But you know, that archetype of player, he has shown this year that he legitimately has the ceiling of being a star-level offensive player. And Ime Udoka has shown that you can build a defense around him and not have him take it. Like, he's fine on that end to the point where he is a highly effective player despite his struggles defensively. Nah, man. Listen, Shangun has been crazy. When I watch Shangun, it looks like Jokic and, like, Georges Nyang had a baby. Like it looks, it looks, it looks <laughs> like you gross. Took, looks like you took Jokic's like you took his skills and just put it in George's Yang's body. It's just it just, <laughs> just made his arms small. Yeah, he just, <laughs> he just built a certain way. But nah, he's been he's been fantastic. And everybody everybody who's been watching the Rockets, like even in you know 
whatever last season was, has been saying, like, please run the offense through Shangun. Like, yeah. we can't keep giving the ball to KPJ and Jalen Green and letting them play <laughs> this one-on-one basketball. Like, Shangun, good stuff happens. And they have been able to unlock something. They've been able to unlock – well, not unlock, but they've been able to put Jalen Green in, in you know, promising positions because he's playing more off ball. Like, Shangun is – he's the key. He's the key to, to Houston and what they're doing right now. Like, he, nah, he's been legitimately fantastic. Yeah. I love, and it's not even just like feed Sangoon. It's play through him. Yeah, but not in a way that's like throwing the ball in the low post. It's use him as a hub, get him the ball on the short roll, let him do things with it, and from points of advantages. Like this year, sixty-seven percent of his shots are assisted. Last year, it was like fifty. So he's not just like throw him the ball down low when he can get his few touches and get it out of the mud. The running pick and roll with him. He's catching it down low, finishing. Hitting the shooters in the corner, hitting Jalen Green to attack closeouts. Whenever he is getting the ball, he's keeping the ball moving, doing his playmaking things. He's shooting 56% from mid range, which is crazy. Every time you watch him play, it's like teams don't realize he can shoot yet. And he gets off these little like Floaters. jumpers that he like puts his leg up as if they're he's leaning back, but they're just jumpers because he has all the space in the world because nobody respects him yet. That'll yeah. change soon. It's just, it's just flowing through his skill set perfectly without forcing it. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. That like that that like Brooke Lopez like push shot floater. Like Shingu yeah. has added that. Like he's he's scoring from he's scoring from everywhere. And I now that they have like an actual point guard in there to set him up as well and, and do everything. Listen, I listen. The Rockets the Rockets have a nice future because of Shingu. Like he's he's killing it. I sure. love to hear, man. This is I, I love <laughs> seeing people admit that they are wrong, Isaac. Plus ten respect again, because a couple pot. Well, during the summer, I believe <laughs> was you I wrong? were was over here saying <laughs> you literally called him overrated on a podcast. Yeah, you said he was one of the most yeah overrated young players. In oh, the he NBA. got receipts, and that's did because I? Yeah, I was like I had a strong opinion about him. No, you for sure did, and that's because they were comparing <laughs> him to your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Nikola Jokic, and you're like, yeah. huh. This savage. How dare you compare to Nikola Jokic? And how dare people go ahead and put side by side stack comparisons comparisons with their Did fucking I say he's one of the most overrated events. young players? Yeah, you call maybe not the most overrated young players, but you use the word overrated next to his name. So um you were okay. talking about I don't even remember. Rich. I don't was, even remember was, ever thinking that. It was probably during our overrated, underrated episode. Cause I do remember you saying that he's more Sabonis than than Jokic. Yeah, which like everybody is like yeah. you know, it's yeah. just an unattainable standard yeah so like yeah. he is but like i think that's fine because like the standards for a corner piece of this team like sabonis would be a great outcome for a late first round pick you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i i do definitely still think he's that i guess if if the point i was making was that rockets fan think he's Jokic, then sure in that case he's overrated because nobody's Jokic. that's not a fair standard but yeah i, I think i was rather indifferent to him before because he had a fake coach who just like refused to give him the ball and was just like KPJ go cook and it was the stupidest team I've ever seen like it was it was like the Pistons this year where it's just nonsense yeah so I've always thought they need to free him I guess I was not sure what the ceiling is once he's freed but now we're seeing it he can be a low-level all-star for sure and yeah. maybe make steps past that and you're not the only one who thought you're not the only one who thought like that at the start of the season Emi Udoka seemed like they were trying to run through Jalen Green and all them boys and not really have Singoon be the pinnacle, the face of the offense, or at least let shit go by him, you know. But over t- as time has gone on, you see the, all the little things, smart plays, of course, flashy passes, random mass posters that 
Sengun does. You have to. Mm-hmm. You can, they can only be so long to where you like you deny him and all the positive outcomes that happens whenever he touches the ball or at least the ball is near him. And so the Houston Rockets running their future, running their entire team around him will do them nothing but justice. Dylan Brooks is over here doing good. Fred Van Vliet, you know what I'm saying? He's helping organize the offense on a consistent basis whenever Jalen Green does Jalen Green things. So, yeah, man, the Houston Rockets have a bright future. Another young big that I want to talk about and give flowers to, um, no one really necessarily on this podcast, neither you two were wrong about him because he had no expectations but me personally i put ceilings and limitations on just how good this player was on past platforms or whatever chet holmgren um i knew he was gonna be good i knew that he had a for sure ceiling on this in this league but to say that he is probably the second best player on a top what three to four seat western conference team is ridiculous. Chet Holmgren right He's now so good, is bro. the rookie of the year. I know we all love Wimby on this podcast, you know what I'm saying, and all that, but the consistency that he's That's shown, the, the efficiency that he's shown has been ridiculous. And now, yes, like, I don't want to act like Wimby <laughs> isn't put as a disadvantage with Jeremy Sohan and his point guard, and he's playing against, like, <laughs> playing with, like, a bunch of random people or whatever, and OKC has a bulletproof blueprint a clear trajectory towards what their team's gonna look like and it's he's already uh he's already seen his his life is a lot easier his life is a lot easier than a lot of rookies have been over the last few years but to see him come in and fill the void and be the run protector lead awesome okc defense while also being insanely efficient i don't expect (laughs) to see to continue to this trajectory but chet holmgren has been fantastic man fantastic great no it's interesting when he was drafted there was a narrative among people that didn't like him that was like, he's too skinny. He can't survive. We got to get him in the weight room. He's not going to be able to handle the NBA physicality and all this bullshit. That kind of disappeared because when Yama came into the league and people were obviously not going to say that about him. Well, you know, some people did, but it was more accepting to have a skinny big because of the presence of Vic. So I say all to say he definitely was doubted in his yes. pre-draft process in the first year. So People forgot they doubted him because they stopped caring for other reasons, but he's definitely like that that his size has not been an issue at all. He's a legitimately great rim protector, despite that. The big thing though, like you can kind of, you know, get over that whole narrative with Vic because he's two inches taller than, than Chet, has this eight foot wings, like as big as Chet is, Victor Women Yabra is taller, he has a longer wingspan. And so you're just like, all right, like. He can't really do anything, right? He can he can block shots without standing up. Chet also has <laughs> Chet also has the benefit of, right? You know, he was hurt last year, so he was able to to be in NBA circles, train train like an NBA player, do all that stuff, put on it because he is a little he is bigger than right now than he was whenever he came into the league and it's like naturally, yeah. yeah and so and so like he is now able to be in a position where the size is a little bit less of of an issue and. Listen, when we were doing our top centers, I told y'all, I, I put Wemby <laughs> at 14, I put Chet at 15. I said, they're already better than half Listen, the centers in the league. And Chet is some. like that. Chet is <laughs> yeah. like that. It, it, the, for the Thunder last season to have as good of a defense as they did without a legitimate rim protector, and now they have Chet who is mobile, who can do things offensively and defensively at a, at a high level and fill one of the you know extreme needs that they had, their ceiling this year 
is extremely high. And so, yeah. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, so I think, yeah, Chet's Chet's been fantastic. Like Mo said, he should, right now, he would be my rookie of the year. And um, yeah, man, shout out, shout out Chet. Yeah, I think he's easily a top 10 center right now. Like, we were doing a top 10 centers list. Like, the back half of the top 10, we were like, uh, eight, I guess. Yeah, dominating. Another guy, and I don't, listen, I don't know who he proved wrong outside of himself, because he came out and called himself (laughs) dominating. And he's out here setting screens on nobody. Right, he's, he's averaging a measly twelve and ten on a team that is bad. This is your prime time. Kendrick Perkins numbers, bro. God, damn. this is your time to be scoring twenty five and twelve. Even Devin Booker took a shot at him the other day. Damn, was like he was like, yeah, man. You know, it's it's good that you know I see him. He's playing hard. Hopefully, he can keep that up. And it's like, it's like he should. He be didn't out. say that. He what didn't say hopefully give it up. He said I challenge him to do that every night. True. <laughs> Yeah, what a shot! Forward, what, what a shot! What a shot! The fact that the fact that Aiden <coughs> isn't out here being dominating, that should be a disappointment to himself. But maybe, maybe like Mo said a long time ago, his goal was only to get a second contract, and he got it. So for him, everything else is gravy. He's chilling. He's out here That's collecting funny. checks. Yeah, yeah, he's. 25 and 12 is never going to be a thing. He doesn't have the scoring back to ever hit that level of scoring. Like, he's not the rim threat needed to ever have that be a thing. But listen, 20 and 12? Y- y- why not? Like, wh- where's the competition? Exactly. Granted, that team has uh, two point guards, Scoo Henderson and Anthony Simons, both of which have been hurt. Now they have Malcolm Brogdon as more of a combo guard, being their lead guard. Also Team's hurt. a shit show with nobody <laughs> to feed him. And he's just not the type of player that is going to just get out the mud creating for himself. He needs to have a competent point guard to set him up and... He doesn't have that, so and that's what he. It's that's, not entirely that's what he was asking. That's what he was asking for. He was like, "Bro, just give me the ball in the low post. Let me cook." And now you have a chance to cook, and you <laughs> yeah, don't want to. I don't need competent players around you. I do, I do. Fam, listen. It's you and Robert Williams. Robert Williams is out for the. Literally everybody on that team is hurt, <laughs> and you are the only one. You're the only one who has been in the league for a while. It's you and Jeremy Grant. And if Jeremy Grant he gets the opportunity, where does he do? Jeremy Grant's like, I'm gonna shoot the ball. I'm getting my, I'm getting my shots off. Aiden does not want to do that. Yeah, but listen to yourself. It's a team I'm with him and Jeremy Grant. Like, that's <laughs> not good bleak, offense. Like, man. This not, it's not a good offense. There's no, it's very hard to be a big and just get out the mud like that unless you're like Joel Embiid, Jokic, someone who has that ball handling ability. It's pretty tough to just figure. You can't. It's not like it's not just like more shots, more points. Like twelve. Twelve points. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Yeah, twelve is pretty embarrassing. Hey, man. Man. He hasn't been good at all. No man. Ooh wee. Is it that time I, of the year? Is it that time like of the podcast? Is it TikTok time? Listen, ladies and gentlemen, this is dropping the day probably after Thanksgiving. I'm out the hood. I'm back in the burbs. This is my first TikTok time in the burbs in forever. Ladies and gentlemen, crown eaters rejoice. Let's do this shit. This TikTok <laughs> time is going to feel so nostalgic. <laughs> That had Make nothing clear, to do though. with the setup. He, he just wanted to let you guys know. I, I'm yeah, not broke right now. I had now. to. Okay, I'm set up. <laughs> let I'm it good. be known. Let it be known. He's going back to the hood next week. This is the Listen, one week I ate. Damn, man. <laughs> He's vacationing in the burbs. He had to burst my bubble. Damn. <laughs> As always, we're going to start with the draft. Today, we're going to get back to doing a lineup draft. Last week, we did a player. Going to get back to roots a little bit. And that's going to be a draft of only players whose name starts with the letter A. First names. Current? All no, time. All time. All time? All okay. time. Okay, okay. Yeah, so anybody, you know, Antoine, Anthony, uh, Adrian, anything like that. 
Let's draft NBA lineups with only players whose first name starts with the letter A. All right. I'm starting mine off with the Hall of Famer. Give me the answer, Allen Iverson. Oh, okay, okay. Solid. I was hoping you didn't pick him since you did. First pick, give me Anthony Davis. Knew you were going to uh, do that. Okay. And okay. the versatile big up front. Cool. I guess that leaves me with Anthony Edwards. Okay. Damn. I would have waited a little bit to pick him. Yeah, for sure. But I didn't do no research. I'm cooked. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Anthony Davis, damn, off the boards. Allen Iver- Iverson off the boards. That fucking hurts. My soul. <laughs> so, so where you going? to round off, go ahead and give me Amari Stoudemire. Okay. Okay. Nice. I'm going to get a wing score. Give me Adrian Danley. Mm. Who the hell is that? 30 mm. point per game for multiple years. You got to do your homework. The no, hell is Adrian Danley? No one knows who he is but you. That's not Bro, true. He's a Hall of Famer. That's not true. What position do you play? Small foot despair. Stop talking. Come on. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. Okay, so I, okay, so I have Allen Iverson at, at my one. At my two. Yeah, at my two. Give me Alex Eng- English. Fuck, I was going to pick him. Mm, Good pick. Damn, okay. And then, I wanted to pick him and Danley so bad. And then at my five. Give me Alonzo Mourning. Good pick. I have two scores. I'm going to get a complimentary player there. Give me Andre Godawa with a three. Mm. <sighs> I Iggy. needed that okay, defense. Okay. I yep. needed that defense. I need that defense. Damn. Okay. Cool. So, so far I have Anthony Edwards and I also, and I also have Amari Stoudemire. That's solid. So... Now, now this is where the draft gets kind of nasty, huh? <laughs> this is where it gets nasty. There's a lot of good players left. Is there really? You yep. would have had to just attempt yeah. to do research beforehand. <laughs> and this is where I failed myself. Anyways, go ahead at my at my three. Give me Andre Kirilenko. Ah, AK-47. Okay, okay. Damn, that's okay. a good pick. That's good. One of the better role players you could find in here. Yeah, give me AK-47, and then at my point, go ahead and give me Anthony Simons. Damn, that's a good pick for spacing. Okay. 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 I also need spacing. I also need more defense. Give me Al Horford to pair Anthony Davis. Oh, my God. Need a 3 and D big. You got that's the Dominican good. man. I wanted him on my team. Nope. <laughs> Okay, that's that's good. That's good. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to kind of have a modern but old school lineup. We're going to slide Allen Iverson to the two. We're going to put Alex English at the three. Because at my okay. four, I'm going to go small and take Andrew Wiggins. And okay. At, and at my one. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm going to take Anthony Penny Hardaway. Ooh, what? I forgot his name was Anthony. That's a good steal. <sighs> yes, sir. You know what? I'm glad you didn't pick who I wanted. You can have Anthony. I got a lot of scoring. I got a lot of defense. Give me someone who led the league in the assists. Andre Miller at my point guard. Mm. Oh, you got the you got an old man point guard. That's good. That's yep. good. <laughs> got a steal. That's good. Bounce passes yep. galore. Chest passes <laughs> just like they teach at the YMCA. Yep. That's good. That's good stuff. Bounce passes galore. That's hard as hell. <laughs> He's throwing That's, lobs yeah. off the bounce to Anthony Davis. <laughs> exactly. No, listen, no he he's around here. Just 
<laughs> right there <laughs> on the notes. Straight right to my 30 point per game scores. We're good. <laughs> That's good. I love that shit. <laughs> I love that shit. All right. So, so far, I have Anthony Simons, Ant Man, and then I have Amari Stoudemire. And Karolinko. Oh, Karolinko, too. Forgot about it. Who are you closing it out with? Damn. Okay. So, Amari's going to be Can at I my interest four. interest you in one, Avery Bradley? AK 47. Bro, just take Anthony Bennett and keep it moving. Woo! <laughs> He's still there. I yes, bro. Avery Bradley used to give folks hell. I love that pick. Give me, <laughs> Anf- give me Anthony. What's his name? Avery Bradley. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the I first time I was like, wait. Suggestion. I was like, Anthony. Wait, no, give me Avery. <laughs> It's so hard. For the first time in draft history, you picked the dude I said pick. Yeah. Because he didn't do any research. Man. There's so many better players. He had no other names. No, my fit is beautiful. My fit is beautiful. Is it? Yeah. I got Anthony. I got Avery, Ant-Man, AK-47, and Amari. This team is nice. It's a solid team for having no prep. You could have did better, but not terrible. No prep mode. I respect it. What do you have, Isaac? I have (laughs) Andre Miller. Adrian Dantley, Andre Iguodala, Anthony Davis, Al Horford. Listen, man. In in 2006, you are cooking. Fast. I'm cooking today. This is nice. That's nice. All right. I have Anthony Penny Simons. I have Anthony Penny Hardaway, Allen Iverson, Alex English, Andrew Wiggins, and then Alonzo Mourning at my five. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, Andrew you didn't Wiggins. have to pick Wiggins. You could pick somebody I else there. I but. didn't. I really, <laughs> I really wanted, I really wanted Karolinko and Mo took him, and I was like, all right, we'll just get another like wingy type four. We'll just play small. It was either, it was either, yeah. it was either Andrew Wiggins or Al Jefferson. <laughs> Al Jefferson. Oh, it was either man. Al Jefferson or it's Al crazy. Harrington. <laughs> I met Al. Now the defense with crazy. Horford, Anthony Davis, Iguodala is crazy. That's a crazy trio of no, defenders. That's a, that's a nice lineup. Yeah. <laughs> so my I don't five, know if the TikTok comments will understand, but we'll see. Yeah, my five is Anthony Simons, Avery Bradley, Ant Man, AK forty seven, and Amari Stoudemire. You have a couple of really good defenders and then a really weak one and five defensively. So I don't know. I can't. I can't tell how good of a defense that is. Listen, man. AK forty seven. Some, somebody there. put these teams into two K. <laughs> put these teams into two K. Let's see who, <laughs> who is Adrian? Bentley? I'm gonna be cooking, bro. Yeah, you have a 1945 ass team. No one cares. <laughs> he, played, he played in the 90s. <laughs> That's, That's funny. All right, man. Next video we're gonna do. We're gonna do something that we're supposed to do last week, but honestly, I forgot to do it. You guys are gonna guess NBA players based on their 2K stats. Okay. Okay. Let's so this should, this should like by their, by their like 2K rating. Or oh uh, no, by individual statistics. Oh. So you have to guess who the player is, and you see it on screen right now. Ah, oh, okay, I see. I see. So guess, guess the NBA player based on these two K attributes. Mm. First off, who we got? Okay, eighty-five so three pointer th- shooter, ninety driving dunk, passing accuracy seventy-four, and perimeter Can't defense pass, eighty-three. Can't really pass. He don't this be is, passing like that. You can let this, that motherfucker. This fly. feels like this feels like somebody who should be an elite three and D wing. <laughs> but low key isn't though because of the perimeter defense. The silhouette, Isaac, are these silhouettes like actually the no, player? No, no, okay. it's just one silhouette. Okay, I was no, about okay, to say no. it's all the same. I was about to say this is a white man silhouette. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> white man with a driving dunk of ninety. There's only a couple of those. <laughs> That's why okay. I need clarification. Uh, <laughs> so this has to be a guard. This has to be a guard. 
perimeter defense is that high, driving down three point, yeah, it has to be a guard. So what guard are we leaning towards, Donovan? Uh, I don't I don't know. I listen, there's a lot of players in the league. Can we can we know what conference this player's in? Western Conference. Western Conference. So it's definitely okay. not Desmond Bain. Um, passing accuracy is going to be Desmond Bain with the 90 driving dunk? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, T-Rex arms? No. <laughs> definitely not Desmond Bain. Just Can't be no Jalen Green. It's every not dunk be is an elbow dunk? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't be Shea. Hell no, it's not Clay. Yeah, I don't. You guys give up? Who is this kid? Hold on. We got to get one guess off in the Western Conference. <laughs> yeah, try. Just yeah. not even saying names. Yeah, let me look at it. I got to look at Western Conference teams right now for these fucking names to jump off in my head. Oh, could this is, be Anthony Edwards? That's what I was thinking. This is Anthony Edwards. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Love it. You guys got that one. Hard. Next up, who is this player? Free throws, 79. Passing accuracy is 98. Strength, 72. Weak as hell. Offensive rebound, 59. <laughs> Damn. This okay, this is... A lot of players. Passing accuracy is 97, though. Honestly, I think I know who this is. Who do you, what do you want to say, though, Donovan? I low-key feel like this is... Could this be Ricky Rubio? <laughs> Ricky Rubio at 98? No. He's not Magic Johnson. <laughs> uh, give me the modern-day Ricky Rubio. Give me the slob wizard, Josh Giddy. This is not Josh Giddy. Damn! The slob let me down. This is not Josh. No, pass, not Josh Giddy. Pass accuracy, 98. We got to think of the best passers in the league, but not strong, though. But Free throw, strong. 79. That's kind of weak. Are Could we this? thinking, oh, we thinking what? Like a... Well, he's a he's a good free throw shooter. I was I was thinking about maybe Darius Garland, but he's a no, not Darius. Not up? Darius. I I almost wanted to say Trey Young, but his free throw is going to be higher. He's not soon seventy nine percent. Think about who are the best passers in the league who aren't particularly good at free throws. It's very clear. Oh, could this be fucking? Oh wait, I was going to say Benson's, but not. This could be pot. Honestly, <laughs> no, nah, this can't be Draymond Green. He's strong as hell. Y'all see the way he choked out Rudy Gobert. Can't be him either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 he's strong. He's strong. <laughs> yeah. Can't be Luca. <sighs> this can't be LeBron. Strong as fuck. Um, you ran out of time. You said can't be Luca. This is Luka Doncic. What? 72 strength? 72 strength. They hold okay, his they're, ass. They're bugging. They're bugging. <laughs> he's a point guard. Bro, he's a big ass point I guard, guess. though. <laughs> I guess. He's strong as hell. All right. That's next crazy. up. Who is this player? 97 ball handling, interior defense, 82, intangibles, 60, and three-pointer, 85. Ball handling, 97, he be dicing this motherfucker up. Intangible 60? <laughs> okay, yeah. intangibles being 60 just means that they have to be, like, terrible vibes. <laughs> <laughs> With the 85 three-pointer? The intangibles. Is this? Yeah, this player oh, is Oh, okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Who has terrible vibes but still can low-key... Who, you know, they can still look at who. Is this James Harden? <laughs> I Interior defense 82, though? He, listen, he's underrated. This is James what Harden. The he's fuck underrated. He's, his, post defense, Harden. his post defense is underrated. Vibes. Nah, he's stocky. He's strong. That's what I'm saying. Vibes at an all-time low, though. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God, bro. Honestly, 60 is a little bit high for intangibles, but everything else Facts. makes sense. The interior, bro, we we let like five plays over the last two, three years like curse us <laughs> nah, and he's be like, yo, interior defense is hard. <laughs> he's low, no, he's, he's like that. He's, he's, he's stocky. 
Yeah. On the perimeter, listen, perimeter defense is much lower. But interior defense, he's good for his position. That is so weird, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, can can that. All right, next up, who is this player? 81 three-pointer, block is 92, passing IQ 59, and hustle is 90. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, this might have P.J. Tucker written all over it, but the block might be too high. <laughs> who's, a, who's a big a big block candidate? Mm. Someone who can shoot, kind of shoot 90 hustle, but has low IQ. This has Dylan Brooks right all, all over it. This is Dylan Brooks. <laughs> No, Dylan Brooks does not have a 92 block. Yes, yeah, he's not an elite we're, think, we're, thinking, we're thinking big men. We're thinking big men. I think is this. I see. You know what? I, I'm, I'm gonna take this guess. Is this Jaron Jackson Jr.? This is not Jaron Jackson Jr. Okay, Damn. I don't think. I, I wrote these like last week, so I gotta, <laughs> I'm trying to pull them up real quick so I can see it on my iPad. That's so I can know these See, 59 are. IQ is crazy as hell. <laughs> like 90 hustle, 59 yes. IQ speaks volumes. 59 pass IQ means you're just like, you don't know what to do with the ball in your hands at all. Yeah, exactly. So I don't Who think that's that? Jaron Jackson Jr. I almost see this has like this. This is the this is the Jalen Suggs build right here. Honestly, IQ is higher. 81 three point though. Come on. 81 is a little bit too high. You're right about that. It's a bit much. It's a bit much. If we're thinking about th- this is a 90 hustle is crazy though. They're just that running around. They're just running around tricking people. <laughs> <laughs> running around so tricking people. Yeah, I don't, Damn. I don't know where to go. What okay, conference? Can we get a so conference? This player is in do, 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 the Western Conference. Mm, and this no, what type of players have low IQ? Okay. Do, don't answer that racistly. Young players. About to go some places. Young players. <laughs> Young players with low IQ. Okay, so they got to be. Okay, so this is a new wish player. Could this be. This can't be Chet Holmgren. This can't be. This is Chet Holmgren. He's. Wow. 59 IQ is so be disrespectful. Exactly him. <laughs> That's so disrespectful. He's a young player. They're, they're disrespectful <laughs> to, to, the, to my guy. Come on, nah, fifty-nine <laughs> IQ. <they're> t- <laughs> it's just pass IQ. Pa- oh, pass okay. IQ. Okay, okay. But still, yeah, yeah, not in I general. Guess. Still, <laughs> yeah, that's a disrespectful. Still. All right, next up, who is this player? Three point okay, this- eighty, driving layup ninety-two, strength sixty-one, defensive consistency thirty. They don't play 30. no damn defense. Damn. <laughs> Listen, Any they're week? weak. They're weak. <laughs> they don't play defense. They can drive to the basket. I think that this might be LaMelo Ball. Ooh. This is not LaMelo Ball. He damn sure doesn't have a 92 driving layup. Okay. Could this be Jordan Poole? This is Jordan oh, Poole. Wow. There you go. Defensive consistency okay. sold me with that. 92? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, 92 he can spin that bitch off the backboard, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. layup lines? Is this from last year? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, no, getting to the rim is like the only good thing he does offensively. Yeah, okay. this this screen for sure. <laughs> Strength sixty one, accurate three point accurate. <laughs> All right, next up, who is this player? Perimeter, Perimeter defense fifty five, free throw sixty four. This person sucks. Block fifty six, <laughs> durability sixty. Damn, who are you and why are you in the league? Is this okay? Can't me? Okay, let's let's see. can't shoot free throws. Can't defend on on the perimeter. Can't block anybody. Always hurt. <laughs> Listen, you're describing somebody. Can't def- <laughs> a bad defender who's always hurt. 
So block 56 <laughs> is kind of high. They free throw can't percentage. Free throws. You got to think he about. He has to be a big. Is this? No way, no, no, no. But the perimeter defense is, is too low. He has it's to be low. a big, for sure. He has to be a big. Listen, I wanted to take a shot, but I'm not going to. I'm not Take the shot. It. Take the shot. There's no way this could be Ben Simmons. No, it's not Ben Simmons. That's all I'm saying. He's a great defender. Yeah. That's all I was going to say, this could be Cat, but the, the free throw is way too low. Yeah, Cat's a shooter. There's no way he's that low. Damn. Okay. So if it's not Cat, oh, could this be someone this like. Damn, this is tough. This is tough. What hurt? conference is he, is he in? <laughs> West, you guys should know this one. I'm blanking right now. Could this be? Could, oh, could this be Zion Williamson? This is Zion Williamson. Oh my God, you made it look trash. Go. There we go. <laughs> oh my gosh. There we go. It's sad because all those are facts. <laughs> and it's still somewhat somehow fucking superstar. Could be one. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he just breaks all. Listen, the you take rules. away all the stuff he does good and look at only this stuff. Crap. <laughs> uh, okay that's great all right that's the end of that segment that's hilarious next thing we're gonna do we're gonna do oh reliable a tier list Lit. and this time we're gonna get back to something we started a couple weeks ago when kenny was on the pod we're in position by position and we're gonna tier list today shooting guards Let's so do i got it. 10 of them laid out should be good you know we'll, we'll see where these shooting guards stand in comparison to each other some are the best in the league some less so we got a good little variety Let's let's run it. Let's put these NBA shooting guards into a tier list. First off, Devin Booker. S tier. He's the best shooting guard in the league right now. For yeah. now, for sure. Pretty yeah, I, I think pretty easily so. You you trying you trying to push this ant agenda right now. I'm trying to give Devin Booker his props. Let's put him in S tier. <laughs> yeah, you know what? This is this is a rare sighting right here. You give me Devin Booker props, I gotta be in my props. I'm trying, I'm trying. S tier. This isn't an aura competition. Devin Booker's still the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Devin Booker's been killing it over the last few years. He's, I think, at times he can look like the best player on the Phoenix Suns. Most of the time, in my opinion, he probably is the best player on the Phoenix Suns. That says a lot because you have Kevin Durant, who's still at pretty much the prime of his powers. Not peak, but he's still prime KD. And so, yeah. proving his defense, the, the passing is there, being asked to be the point guard. He's he's elite, <laughs> man. He's elite. He deserves this. No, yeah, he, he's... He's earned his way in the top 10 conversations, and none of these other players have. Next up, let's keep it on topic. Anthony Edwards. He's an A-tier. He's, as you like really? to say, Isaac, quintessential A-tier. He's still ascending. <laughs> he has to go ahead and <laughs> he has to go ahead and prove a lot more things still and have that, you know, he has to have a run of being elite before we officially confirm that he is like one of the most elite players in the NBA. Um, so yeah. Yeah, he hasn't earned his way into S yet. He's not in the top 10 player conversation. Booker's still a notch above. But one more elite playoff run, he, he, might, he might be knocking on those doors. We can't avoid those conversations any longer. Once yep. March, April, June comes along. I said June. He ain't playing in the finals, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the cusp. We'll say that. Yeah. All right, next up, Clay Thompson. Oh, man. Oh, we got to put him in D. We have to put D? him in D. Uh, he is washed. Have you seen Clay Thompson lately? Yeah, he's taking a lot of jumpers, not making a lot of jumpers, not playing a lot of good defense. One of the reasons why the Warriors are struggling. He just takes the most irrational three-pointers. Like, I get it. You're solidified in history as one of the greatest three-point shooters of all time. But it's like he ha- he doesn't have – he can't read the room. 
and like not yeah. knowing to swing that bitch. He just pulls at any moment in time. Just pull, 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 pull. It's not your game, man. He's in that 2018 Carmelo stance right now where he's having a hard time recalibrating who he is as the player. We'll see if he can adjust, but right now it's not looking great. We're going D? Yeah, we're going D. D is tough. D it is. Tough, man. All right, next up, Donovan Mitchell. Ooh, Donovan Mitchell has to be we gotta go S -tier. an eight. Ooh, S tier? We got to go S. Is, is it A or S? I, I think That's we have tough. to go S. I don't, I don't feel like Devin Booker should be standing alone, though. I think that Donovan mm. Mitchell has also proven that he's like, He's also proven to be a riser in the playoffs. He has, he's had he's had several um, several good performances. He's played well to start this season. Last year with the with the Cavs, he was fantastic. I think he's I think he's easily the second best shooting guard in the league right now. I think it's and, fair. I think he's better than Anthony Edwards. I think for he sure. deserves to be in a tier above Anthony Edwards right now. A hundred percent. Yeah. Just for now. Yeah, for now. But it, as of as of lately, it's a what have you done for me recently type of league, and it's not all his fault. But I just witnessed someone like Devin Brooker go to the NBA finals a couple years ago and Anthony Edwards was a first round exit just like Donovan Mitchell so it's like what was the difference but at the same time I know at the end of the day I trust <laughs> Donovan Mitchell more in a close game series or to lead my team or whatever because he's done it for a lot more years and so yeah Donovan Mitchell being an S tier these are two best shooting guards he's earned it's it little, Donovan Mitchell gap, for sure Almost every time he's on a stage that is games that matter, he performs. He, he deserves it. You know exactly what you're getting. You can count Next on up, him. Zach Levine. B tier. This season, uh, he's a C. I think yeah, so him at his best is a B. Right now? That's, that's, that's true. That's true. Listen, I'm yeah. letting the hype get to me. I'm letting the trade rumors get to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll, we'll put he hasn't been C. playing. Nobody on the Bulls has been playing good enough to be above C in any tier list they're going to be in. All right. C he's is. a Bulls tax. C. <laughs> Yeah, but we know he's better than a C, though. Like, this is not going to be who he is, like, throughout this entire prove course it. of the season. Prove it. Do we know? Do we know? Do it sure? again. <laughs> Listen, you, you tell me to prove it, and I'm pretty sure they just lost to OKC, and this man, Zach Levine, put up. He wasn't playing. Oh, he wasn't, he wasn't playing. playing. Oh, yeah, you're right. He wasn't mm -hmm. playing. Damn. Yeah, he sat out today. <laughs> Damn. All right, next Tragic. up, Desmond Bain. He's been hooping. B tier? But his team is ass. I think he's firmly B. He's been better than Zach Levine this year for sure, but he's not pushing A tier or anything like that. Yeah, I think B yeah. is fucking perfect for him. Playmaking is taking a leap. He's a great score. What, what, do, you, what do you call him? Geodude? <laughs> Geo <dude. laughs> respect Geodude. Shout out Geodude. We're, we're just uh, a Geodude respecting household. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In this house, we respect the T-Rex. <laughs> Next up, Austin Reeves. He's a C for sure. He's yeah. perfect C player. He he's not he B. Hasn't, he hasn't been amazing this season. He's definitely not B. I mean, is he as good as Zach Levine, despite Zach Levine's struggles? Who's he closer to, Clay Thompson or Zach Levine? Zach Levine. Really? I think Clay Thompson has been bad this year. <laughs> so if if any if anything, we might for future shooting guards, we might have to move Clay Thompson down. But I think oh, no, man, you're crazy. But guys, he's we need to have conversations. And he needs to have conversations <laughs> within himself. Next up, Jalen Green. Oh, uh, man. He's been he's better been... than Klay Thompson. <laughs> has he? He hasn't been particularly good. Guys, Klay Thompson is not good right now. Klay is a determining <laughs> factor for you. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, J Jalen Green can't be in the same tier as Zach Levine. I... Can he be C? I uh, see. This shit is messed up because Zach Levine is a C, to be honest with you. He don't belong <laughs> so we got to move him up? 
Yeah, we need to move Zach Levine up, I feel like. Okay. He's only averaging 21 on not particularly good efficiency. That's what I'm Got saying. It. Like, there's no I way would, in hell Jalen Green's yeah. in the same tier as that. And also, Austin Reeves doesn't belong to be in next to the same conversations as Zach Levine. So, I think C is perfect for Jalen Green. He ain't moving to. I think Jalen Green should probably be D. D. He's mm. been better than Clay. I. I. I think you hate be. Clay. This all goes back down to Clay. <laughs> exactly. Clay has nothing to do with this. Damn. <laughs> We're talking about putting him in the same tier. I think that. I think. That, Bro, Jalen Green has an effective local percentage of forty-six percent. He's not good either. Clay Thompson is not good either. <laughs> okay, I think Jalen Green. We're holding way too much time on Jalen Green. I think Jalen Green is probably D. D it is. No, I'm not rocking with you guys. Bobby. He just started 34 this tonight, too. <laughs> Damn. Good for him. <laughs> Tyler Hero. He, he probably deserves to be in he's C. He's been hooping when he's on the floor. Yeah. yeah. C or B. You guys are not. Let's go B. Let's give him some respect. He's Yeah, Tyler Hero's been good. And listen, Zach Levine would be B, but again, Bulls tax. So that's why it looks weird. <laughs> Bulls tax. <laughs> no, nobody on the Bulls can be above C in any tier list. This is the rules. Lastly, DeJounte Murray. He's having the best year of his career so far. Even though he just sold the Atlanta Hawks last night against the Indiana Pacers with a dumbass <laughs> layup, he's honestly been hooping as if he's uh, B tier. He, he's B tier. Yeah, I for think sure. he's fair. Okay. Cool. He, doesn't have the, he doesn't have the Bulls tax. He's better than Austin Reeves. I think he deserves B. Yeah. I'm good. No. With that. Yeah, he's definitely not A tier whatsoever. That's not his game. Not his bag whatsoever. Not the face of a Certainly franchise. <laughs> but he's a great complimentary player. Yeah, I like this. So S tier, we got Devin Booker and Mitchell. A tier, Anthony Edwards. I think that fits. Yeah. And then all these other guys below. Yeah. It, it's, just, it's just funny seeing Zach Levine at C, but what are you can do? Bulls are a mess. Solid it's y'all fault, man. Good job on this. <laughs> we, we've done it again. Don't associate me with this list. <laughs> the perfect tier again. list. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's the end of that. Next thing we're going to do. We're going to talk, we're going to get a little basketball-y. We're going to talk about old school NBA players and their modern day comparisons. Okay. Let's so, do it. real simple. Who is this NBA player's modern day comparison? Allen Iverson. Ooh. Oh, man. See, I'm very, thinking of play very... style wise, probably Kyrie Irving. Okay. But... That's, not, that's an easy one with the dribbling. It makes sense. Yeah. Super easy. I don't know. Listen, Allen Iverson is one of one. Nobody's like Allen Iverson. Okay? <laughs> we respect Man, the answer on this podcast. You put Darius Garland back in the Philadelphia. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to disrespect him. What's he doing? What's he doing? What's he doing, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm Listen, just kidding. <laughs> if Tyrese Maxey averages 28 the rest of the season, there might have to be clone conversations in Philadelphia. That's all. <laughs> all right, we, we're getting disrespected. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. No, I, I guess Kyrie's the best answer. Yeah, Kyrie's <laughs> the most obvious clear-cut answer. There's no way around it. Mid-range. Yep. Next up, Steve Nash. Listen, we talked about it earlier. Tyrese Halliburton. Might, yep. might, have, might have to be him. You give Steve Nash a super soldier serum, give him five more inches of height, a little more athleticism, you see Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, so just not Tyrese Halliburton at all. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, obviously people say Trey Young a lot. I think Trey Young clearly doesn't have the, lo- the efficiency to be in the same conversations as Steve Nash. Tyrese yeah. does. I, yeah, I, I think as soon as Trae Young gets back to the 45% range instead of the 
fucking Raymond Felton 38% <laughs> rage that he's been on. Will he get back to that? <laughs> then the he question. can be in these conversations. I hope. Are you saying he's skinny Raymond Felton? That's crazy. Wow. He's light-skinned that, Raymond that Felton. Is, that nah. is crazy. <laughs> you don't have a belly for that. You don't have the belly yet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is crazy. All right, yeah, all right. man, listen, listen, Halliburton has the Pacers just like those mid-2000 Suns where they're just running up and down, scoring scoring at will. Like Even the offenses and the situations are the same because of them. So, yeah, I'm going to go, go Steve, Steve Nash, Halliburton. I like that. Yeah. Next up, Dwayne Wade. I think the easy answer would, or people want to say Donovan Mitchell, but I think Anthony Edwards is the answer right now. Yeah? Yeah. It's, it's definitely a perfect, better answer. Though. D. Mitch is too off-the-dribble shooting-oriented, I think. I think he's kind of moved away from that slashing primarily. Yeah, D. Mitch is way too... He's an elite shooter, to be honest with you, on all levels of the court. There's no, yeah. no form of shooting that he can't do. Anthony Edwards yeah. is a good comparison, but still not perfect. D. Wade was just so unique. Yeah, that I speed just, is hard. It's hard to replicate that speed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, D. Wade is again. He's like he's a one of a kind. But I think when you talk about like shot profile, Ant's getting it, and and dang, when you talk about shot profile, you know, Anthony Edwards, he's scoring in the mid range, and I like the defensive uh, component as well, where he's like he listen, he's not like an elite defender. But when he wants to lock in, he can be one of the he can be a very, very good defender at his position, just like D Wade. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a good one. Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> this is so Listen, this is nobody, nobody plays like him anymore. Yeah, nobody the, the style's been phased out a little bit, but who's the modern version? Like what Carmelo Anthony who's right the modern now? version that looks like what Melo would look like if he came up today? Shit, Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> Never swinging that bitch and just straight pulling. Yeah, it could be him. That. No, nah, he's way too stiff. Doesn't have the versatility in the mid range. Who's who's like that? Honestly, Kevin Durant. Nah, <laughs> Kevin Durant's just pure. He was in so his era. Like no, I would say someone like I think a better comparison. Could <laughs> he's be talking someone about all time like, greats here. That's all I'm doing. Somewhat that power who likes to get back down in the post and has a quick step, but is just a mismatch hell. Could be like Paolo Bencaro. I was thinking that too. He doesn't have the shooting touch of Melo at all, and he's more powerful, so it's not the best comparison, but that might be the, the best one that we have in the league right now. Yeah, definitely the closest. He's like a concoction of, like, if you took the best parts of Jason Tatum and the best parts of Palo Bancaro and kind of did a little love child, that's Melo. Well, so it's 2018 Blake Griffin. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Hard to find a good one for Melo today. Yeah. All right, next up, Charles Barkley. Ooh, Listen, man. Just, I, I'm going to be lazy. Just give it a Zion. You, and you know why? <laughs> I don't even have to explain why. Because he likes to eat gonna... and he's small. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's why. Listen, they call Charles Barkley the round mound of rebound. I'll leave it there. Uh, <laughs> greatest nickname of all time. Yeah. But no, he, Zion does play like him in terms of being the undersized guard that's explosive finishing at the rim. Zion's the easy pick here. Yeah, for sure. That's, he's the only is there anybody else in his mold? There's no one else in his mold, really. Oh, what, Julius Randle is like the poor, 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 it's poor, gross. poor man's version? Hell no. <laughs> not, not even, not even. Disrespectful. The broke to, version? <laughs> disrespectful to Charles Barkley. Hell no. <laughs> he's the, yeah, he's the afterpay place. Charles Barkley. After <laughs> <laughs> we, we got Charles Barkley on layaway. <laughs> we got Charles Barkley at home. That's hilarious, bro. We got Charles Barkley at home as Julius Randle. Hell nah. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, next up, 
Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. Interesting one. Big guard who can play defense and pass. Finish a little bit. Not the strongest shooter. Man. Who, who we thinking about, Mo? I want to say Lonzo Ball, but he don't play basketball no more. <laughs> R.I.P. Those, yeah. knees are, those knees are in a better place. <laughs> okay, there you go. Are they? Good save. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess. <laughs> who is this? Yeah, I, who, yeah. Who who we think? Who we thinking about? Uh, it's not the best compared. You said Lonzo, maybe Lamelo, but very different. Not the strong defender and a better shooter, so it's not the same. But you know, big guard who can be a passer. Yeah, no, there's no perfect comparison for Jason Tatum or Jason Kidd right now. Maybe if, if Drew Holiday was an elite passer, it could be him. <laughs> if. Which would make him an entirely different player. Yeah, I'm exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're the same thing again. Yeah, Jason, Jason Kidd was insanely unique. Like, there's no other NBA player right now that could thrive with his skill set. Maybe you could say, like, see, I want to say Josh Giddy, but he don't play that fucking type of defense. So it's like. Maybe Kate yeah. Cunningham's the closest one. Hmm. The athleticism is just like what separates them. Yeah, but listen, Cade shoots a lot more. Not super well, but he is, he shoots more threes. But product of his era, I okay. think if Jason came up today, he'd probably look a little more like Cade. Okay, can we say? Good. Yeah, okay, let's just do. way better at everything though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's run that. Okay, next up, Larry Bird. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I don't this know why is so funny. <laughs> this picture is just so crazy of Larry Bird. He's just so it's like creepy as hell. He's just so 1980s like Midwest white man. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> In this photo, he looks like shellless Mr. Krabs. Like I just imagined <laughs> straight slob. We're just roasting Larry Bird now. <laughs> I'm saying, like I just I I just see him in his like in his Wrangler jeans, going to going to like work at like a car factory or something like that. It's, just, it's crazy. Oh uh, yeah. No. Um. <laughs> okay, so Larry Bird, modern day comparison. There's only one answer here, guys. Who is it? Nikola Jokic is seven foot Larry Bird. You oh. make Larry Bird real tall and real strong. It's Nikola Jokic. They play so similar, but for somebody with a different size. Oh, that is true. I, You're right. The position, You're right. I was the just thinking about stuff wings. just threw me off. I was thinking yeah, exactly. about like cross position yeah. type stuff. But yeah, that's actually just, really accurate. Just stretch him out, fatten him up, feed him a lot of food. You got Nikola Jokic. Yes. Super similar skill set. I agree. I like it. Not as a lead of a passer, obviously, but Larry Bird was a fantastic passer on underrated Jokic is a better passer. No, I said Larry Bird is a fantastic passer, oh, oh, but he's okay. not as elite. Oh, it was okay. an underrated I thought you were saying Jokic. I thought you were doing vice versa. No, like, no, no. I'm not on drugs. <laughs> well, I think it's spicy here. I think I take this conversation a different way. <laughs> All right, next up. Oh, that's the last one. Okay. So that's the end of that segment. Woohoo. Next thing we're going to do. Mo, I think you have an Instagram-based TikTok for us today. Yes. We were just getting real serious with our basketball talk, and now we're going purely off of vibes and aura. <laughs> Crown Eaters, yeah. let's turn up. <laughs> Time for a popularity contest. <laughs> tell, tell me why Mo was, Mo was talking about it, and I thought he was going to pull a list out of his shirt. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That was like, so a, like an old lady pulls money out of her bra. I thought he was <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, that's crazy as hell. Ew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. We're gonna do a top. We're gonna do a video where we have to guess the NBA player or guess which NBA player has more Instagram followers. 
Oh, who has clout and who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. Which NBA player has more IG <coughs> followers? Which NBA player has more Instagram followers? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Fuck. Giannis. <laughs> His last name. I can't say that shit. Just fast. say Giannis. Just say Giannis. <laughs> yeah. Giannis or Clay Thompson? It Ooh. has. It has. I think it's gonna be Giannis. I think Giannis. I don't has, know. What's up? Golden State fans move heavy. They voted Andrew Wiggins into an All Star game. That fan base moves. I yeah, but Giannis that. has that overseas pull though. Okay, he's trying to. He's reverse psychologying it. It's Clay. I'm going. Oh, God, Donovan, what do you think? I'm going Giannis. Damn, you should have went Clay. <laughs> Clay has 17 million. Giannis has 16 million. Only by a bit. Yeah. That's, that Golden State fan base is crazy. It's a cult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought Giannis was like that. Uh, if he wants another chip, maybe. All right. Next up, we got Car Anthony Towns or Draymond Green. Again, I'm always gonna pick the Golden State Warrior. <laughs> Give me Draymond Green. Draymond Green is just much more active. Actually, yeah. is he? No, I don't. I don't know. I'll no, Cat be on Twitch. He be. Oh, Cat has the Jordan Woods boost. Yeah. Couples, if you know, know, you know, boy. <laughs> nasty. Nasty. But I'm going to go Draymond Green. I'm, I'm not betting against the Warriors fans. I'm going to go Draymond. That, now, Draymond that Jordan Wolves pull is crazy because it's Car Anthony Towns. Uh, <laughs> by how much? Why did I doubt Jordan Woods? Damn. By 100,000. Car Anthony oh, Towns has, has 4.2. Dre has 4.1. Dre doesn't have the aura of Clay Thompson. That's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, Victor Wembanyama versus Jordan Poole. I'm going to listen. Victor. I'm going to keep picking the Golden State Warriors. I have to win out over time. Give me Jordan Poole. He had that fan base behind him at one point. I'm that going Victor. True. Donovan, you are correct. Wemby has 3.2 million. Jordan Poole has 2.4. Hey, I'm Clearly. done with the Warriors. Fuck them. They're losing straight now. <laughs> I'm done picking Warriors. Yeah, Never again. What about Tyrese Halliburton or De'Aaron Fox? I'm De'Aaron gonna go Fox. Tyrese. Tyrese Hall- plays. Yeah, no. Tyrese plays in Indiana. I'm Damn. Fox. <laughs> no, I'm going. I'm going Tyrese Halliburton. I feel like De'Aaron Fox is a very like low key guy. He don't really be on the gram like that. I know Tyrese Halliburton. He's kind of active. Give me him. Tyrese Ooh, has 446k compared to De'Aaron Fox's 1.4 million. That's yeah. crazy. De'Aaron Fox went to De'Aaron Fox went to Kentucky and yeah. came up in the same draft as Lonzo Ball. Yeah. That was a lot of attention. His oh, duels against Lonzo carried him, bro. Iconic. <laughs> Tyrese's last name is Halliburton. <laughs> Need that same more. And he plays in Indiana now, man. Fit pick be going kind of crazy though. He got some his marketing <laughs> is in the dumps. <laughs> uh, all right. Next up, we got John Morant or Luka Doncic. Oh, this is hard. I think John Morant has captured the attention of a generation. I think it has to be him. That is true. He is. Yeah. Jo, listen, John Morant is trying to be this generation's Tupac. He's trying to be a symbol. <laughs> for, he's trying to be a symbol for a lot of people. Bad symbol, but one nonetheless. Listen, Tupac was famous as shit. I'm gonna go John Morant. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going John too. Oh, y'all are right. John Morant has 9.7 million compared to Luka Doncic's 8.5. Oh, yeah. Every, the people's listen, champ. People are checking for what John Morant has to do on Instagram. <laughs> Facts, you're right. People yeah. need to everybody know. Followed, everybody followed him two Instagram lives ago. We're exactly. itching for the next notification. Where is Ja? 
<laughs> We're just hilarious. <laughs> All right. What about Kyrie Irving versus KD? Kyrie Irving. Ooh, Kyrie damn. Incredibly famous. So Kids you were one of, you were one of his first followers. Damn. Incredibly famous. <laughs> You got to shine. I'm, I'm, I'm Kevin gonna, I'm Kevin gonna play the opposite just to be contrarian. Give me Kevin Durant. You know why? I said it before. I'm done picking Warriors. Nobody's ever play for the Warriors again. Picked again. Give me Kyrie. Wow. I'll take KD. Isaac, you are correct again. Kyrie Irving has 19 million. KD has oh, 13. Wow. Now Kyrie did play alongside LeBron. He did play at Duke, even though he didn't get that much shine. And also, he's one of the. <laughs> Most his highlights are crazy. Say, he, be, he be saying some stuff on social media too, so I get it. it I true. understand. <laughs> yeah, we gotta check for him too. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Katie is low key. Be don't be posting in. like that either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. We got SGA or Jalen Brown. Oh, Jalen Brown plays for the Celtics, but Jaylen, but Shay or he be putting that shit on. The IG cap. People like Mo. You heard Mo. You heard yeah. what he said. People like him are following him yeah. and thirsting. It's Shay. I'm going to Shay. Actually, uh, I don't know. Jalen Brown's been in the league longer. He pitched for the Celtics, but he's probably, he, might, he might be more of a Twitter guy. Is he the IG guy? I think he's more of a, of a Twitter guy. Jalen Brown, you'd be putting that shit on too, though. Let's go, Shay. Shay Giggles Alexander has 2.5 compared to Jalen Brown's 3.9. Ooh. Wow! I knew it. He's been in the league for a long time. Made a lot, yeah. of, final, a lot of deep playoff runs. My bad, Jalen. Yeah. Them Caucasians in Boston do not play about their players. They are supporting <laughs> every single Boston Celtic in history. <laughs> Until they don't. Into that analysis on why they pick him, but I'll leave that there. <laughs> Until they don't. <laughs> that was the last one. That's great. That's the last one. That's great. We have, I believe, one more video before we get out of here. And what we're gonna do next is. We're going to look at old NBA logos and grade them. But Okay. So, you know, A through F, grade them on how good of a logo it is, the vibes, whatever you feel like you want to judge it on. That's what we're going to do. So, let's grade these old NBA logos. First off, the Denver Nuggets. This is hard. This is such a hard, hard I'm plug. so happy we're on the same page. I thought I was about to kill one of this y'all. Is this is an perfect. A. Easy this A. This is an A. Could be yep. an S potentially because it's so unique and... With being so unique, you could you put yourself in territory to be ass, but they didn't. Everything's <laughs> put perfectly. This might be ass to me. Most There's most a fine listen, line you're towing. Most said you could have been bad, but you weren't, so it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, solid A. I think this is a great logo. the The whole rainbow element aged gracefully. Facts. I agree. The mountains in the back too. This is amazing. Yeah, it looks and feels retro in all the right ways. Who next up? Bro. Next up, the Los Angeles Lakers. 60s vibes. We flamed them for using this design on the new city jerseys. <laughs> and that's because it's bad now and it was bad then. And so this <laughs> is a very D-level logo. Yeah, listen, we've said it once, so we'll say it again. In the 60s, graphic design was not their passion. They didn't have Canva. They didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> They had no YouTube tutorials to look at to create zero to, <laughs> to, to create proper logos. There's no basketball here. There's no lakes. Nothing. It's just words. It's just letters. It's boring. <laughs> yeah, it's just a triangle. What are we doing? The the new the, the new Lakers logo is discombobulated, <laughs> and it's and it wasn't aligned. This is aligned. I want to put this at B. I don't care. This is just letters. This isn't a logo. This is a typeface. This is boring. I'm outvoted. Whatever. <laughs> D D. 
Next up, the 76ers. S tier. Oh my God. Swagger's outrageous yeah. on this shit. Yeah. I'm S- going to go S tier, grade D. A. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I want to see what you say. I was looking okay. for a reaction. Oh my God. <laughs> this guy. This guy. <laughs> it's like D for what? Yeah, I was going to get my head bitten off. I was joking. Yeah. This is A tier. I think the gold, the gold looks very Whoa, much of the times. <laughs> this looks very. <laughs> As I just caught what you said. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> pause, oh, pause, pause. That's good. Yeah. That's funny. But as I was saying, the gold very much looked early 2000s, so it's a bit dated, but it works at the same time. I I, I appreciate it still. Yeah. The yeah, stars are back. This is one of the most so iconic retro logos in the NBA. It's hard. It's fire. Any adjective you want to use. This is it. This is Flames. Yeah. I also yep. think it could be nostalgia talking, but for now, nostalgia's motherfucking winning. Hell yeah. As it always I'm going to let it win. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, the Atlanta Hawks. This is an A tier at its finest right here, man. The Hawks calling the ball. This is so aggressive. It's hard. So what Atlanta is about. Look, man. This, <laughs> yeah. is, this, is, this, is, this is what I would die for. <laughs> In an age of minimalism and logos ruining sports, Seeing this maximalist ass cartoon from back in the day, mm-hmm. I, I, I yearn for this. I wish we went back to this in some elements. I love it. And do you notice how in all of the A's they have the little hawk be- uh, beak? Oh, yeah. I never noticed that. Yeah, look at that. In all of the A's, A plus plus. That's fine. A plus plus. Yeah, it's all in the details. They got it right. Yep. This is my city that I'm proud of. Not that new era bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets. Oh man, this is so hard. I want to give this an A, but at this moment, whenever I see this logo, I actually think of the baby wearing it everywhere in 2019. <laughs> so I have to lower it just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I have to give it a B. I think this logo looks incredible on a starter jacket. Yeah. But as its own, it looks kind of school of Rocky. It looks a little uh what's that thing we watched where we learned about about, about politics in school? Oh, um Oh my gosh, I know exactly what to talk about. What's it called? Uh Bill House, the- Bill. What is oh, this? Is the this looks a little schoolhouse show? rock. Like I'm oh. learning about Parliament in school. Yes. Like, oh, it looks very '90s. A little bit dated. <laughs> this is a perfect B in. Yeah, this is a solid B. Listen, shout out to Baby's <laughs> 2019 run. Generational. <laughs> Gone with like, guy in RIP. Yeah. 2013 LeBron like ridiculous. No, that's insanity. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no facts. <laughs> <laughs> Next up. The Sacramento Kings. This is B tier. Maybe C. <laughs> yeah, this it's is very the most bland. Logo it is. This is C at best. Yeah. It ain't ass at all, but it's just like, what else is there to this? This looks like an ice cream truck. Yeah. Like this is like a water park from the 1990s. This is mid. <laughs> yeah. Looks like a torch. Like just a weird ass torch, though. Looks gross. Looks like I see it on the side of like shaved ice you get at school lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. It's not, yeah, it's old is, in all the wrong ways. It doesn't impress me. I'm not moved. C tier. It's C a logo. Best. Yeah, this is, this <laughs> yeah. is C. This By is, definition, it is <laughs> one of the logos of all time. Yeah, this is C. <laughs> the Miami Heat. Mm. Uh, listen, this is literally Whoa. the logo that they have today, just with worse colors. So I have to <laughs> give this a D tier. I don't like this orange. Bro, 
You don't like I the flaming like hot orange? This is Johnny Test hair like. This has to be <laughs> Johnny Test. Not yeah. Johnny Testing forever. Yeah, bro, I can go ahead and just sing that the theme Johnny song right pool, now. Don't play with me. Uh, you you yeah. swayed me. You swayed me with Johnny Test. <laughs> you win. You win. Johnny Test and Instant B. Go ahead. Johnny <laughs> Test is my shit, man. Oh, my Let's God. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> do that again. I might drop it to see. That's the last one. That's great. Perfect. What do we have left before we get out of here? Let me see if we have anything else written down. I feel like I might. We did the tier list. We have Instagram followers. Check, That's check. the end of the episode. Ooh. If people are still here, what should they comment? Jordan Poole poo poo platter. <laughs> no, <laughs> what was the other one that you said? <laughs> said, with said no, 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 no. We are good with that. Just, <laughs> no. I, just, just comment Jordan Poole's cooking poo poo platters. <laughs> comment that, please. Comment, you know, comment whatever variation of Jordan Poole's cooking garbage, like whatever you want. I want to see the best jokes about Jordan Poole. <laughs> I called him Colonel Kaka, <laughs> Lieutenant Latrine, all this. I want to see y'all's best Jordan yeah. Poole jokes. Uh, we love yep, it, So man. whatever variation of Jordan Poole is not cooking, I want to see that in the comments. See again, y'all Monday, 8 Stay tuned next stream. week for TD3 Live. Yep, we're on the same wheel. Let's say wavelength yeah. promoting. <laughs> See y'all later. Peace. See y'all.